drop. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best right. place to be. Right oh, I just realized my notes I keep writing. It's here. It's like Ned. Best time to be. Ned's boss. Nah. He took a note on Ned's boss. Yeah. Why is Ned wearing shorts? No, as we that can is say. There's one of my many questions about this movie. Is what's sure. with their shorts? I have a lot of things that shorts are. Yeah. Well, oh, should we start? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to enough of these ones that you produce that you don't zone us out during the time. I spent all of those episodes just talking because I thought for sure you were just going to zort it out. It adds to the flavor. Mm, <laughs> some of it. The, the one at the beginning of Bogus Journey uh-huh. was I really liked because you have like a weird deep oh. belch. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was, was even like, listening to it. What was that? <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody. See, right there. That's why I assume this is where we start. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to We Do Do Keanu. Oh, Oster, you got to get in on this. Let's try it again. Okay. Welcome to We Do Keanu. There you go. That was... Okay, if we haven't turned everybody off before then, right there. Right there. They're like, nope. I mean, Zip. that was the Zip. best we've ever done, though. Blip. So if people are getting turned off by that, oh yeah, you're <laughs> fucking up, <laughs> right? Come on. No, I feel you. That's why I'm here. Well, we're back for <laughs> another week. I am one of hosts, Brett Battostain. I am other of host Dylan Hawes, and this podcast <laughs> is am I too high? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's going on. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, it feels like we haven't done this in a while. It's we been were, a week. It's been, it's been one, one week. week. <laughs> one week. It's just been the pandemic week. So we've yeah. been like isolated in our houses for a week. So it has felt yes. like months. And we're here in studio. In studio. Because. Fuck the police. That's yeah, why. Fuck the police. It's pretty low risk, though. We've talked about it. And we feel yeah, like. Well, we're the only ones who come in here. And yeah. I'm not a fucking coward. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, the rest we, of you. <laughs> we did a pretty solid job of disinfecting this room prior to sitting yeah. here as well. Um, because but, of an anticipation yeah. of this yeah. guy. <laughs> well, and hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it, this will be a distant memory. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ho- <Yeah>. Hopefully. Because <laughs> we're uh, quite a few weeks ahead of where we record, like from when stuff oh, comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, so when this comes out. No, yeah, there's a chance this will come out right when things are really nailing bad in our area. And we'll be like, <laughs> what the fuck? What were we thinking? <laughs> why are these guys even, why are they out of their <laughs> respirator tanks? <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so last week, oh, so if you don't know, if this is your first time listening, this podcast is uh, a celebration of Keanu yes. Reeves' filmography. We're yes, going back is. and watching all of them in chronological order, um, starring roles, starring mostly, roles. and some supporting, but mostly we're waiting on cameos and stuff. Yeah, I'm still not clear what we're going to do with those. We'll After I out. watched that, I'll always be my maybe. I was like, you know, Lee was like, 
so what are you guys going to do? You're going to watch, I was like, I think we're going to watch like 75 of his cameo <laughs> movies, which sounds much worse. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, f- well, let's leave that as a problem for future Brett and Dylan. <laughs> okay. That's a very stoned response. <laughs> I, I, I am on board. Well, if anything, we'll be dead by then. <laughs> we'll probably be dead by then. <laughs> we'll definitely be questioning why we've bothered any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so last week, just to catch people up, we watched uh, Devil's Advocate. Oh, boy, that was choice funny enough we were railing on that movie pretty hard and alicia donahue from overbooked uh, another podcast on the network she was like that's the only keanu reeves movie i like why didn't she come on the show with us i didn't know till after what otherwise is with i would have asked people? her what is with those people who don't tell us ahead of time what their favorite keanu reeves movie is we... i know those sons sons of bitches sons of but uh i thought it was funny because that's the, if you remember that's the exact same uh, thing my mom said to me. Oh my god, that's <laughs> right. Uh, that can't be. That is, can't be true. Is it good? I haven't it's watched not it yet. Good. No, no. no it's good. It, it's, it's worth watching. Okay, yeah, it's not okay. good. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, and I do have a comment on Al Pacino in that because I think somewhere in there we're like, what you asked the question, has, has he ever been good? Yeah. And um, I just just for being stuck in my house forever and ever, I've been playing TV and movies constantly sure. in the background. I watched uh, uh re rewatched uh any given Sunday. And that is the quintessential role for Al Pacino is to be a professional football coach. Oh, is a yeah. perfect, perfect, because he's perfect for the role because he gets to be over the top and like go from like quiet to way too loud yeah. and intense and it all fits. He speaks like a Pixies song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pacino is incredible in The Irishman. Uh, yeah, and I think I made that, re- that mm-hmm. comment as well. Yeah, he's he like, very good. He's basically just playing David Lynch. And it's great. Uh, Uh, Right, he is. That's a really good point. Yeah. So this week is a big movie. This is a big movie. This is absolutely a turning point for for Mr. Reeves himself, for Mr. Keanu Reeves, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a turning point for film. Film. Oh, no, it really is. It absolutely is. This movie is so influential. It, it, It redefined almost all of film from that point forward, but definitely action films. Well, let's introduce our guest oh, sorry, before, yes. we, before we get too far in. Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> so today today we're talking about The Matrix, uh, and we have a we do have a guest in studio with us, also yeah. breaking quarantine. <laughs> we are not in quarantine. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, At least not as of this recording. We may be by the time it comes yeah. out, but um, we're in... We're in voluntary social distancing. Yes. Well, and it's funny because our Point Break episode just came out a couple weeks ago. So yeah. It's fresh in my mind. And yeah. our, our guest oh, yeah, on that's that, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Last time you were here, it our guest, Derek Oster, was on our Point Break episode. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, from Also, you have a podcast, Genuine Wrestle Boys. Yeah, listen to it if you like wrestling yeah <laughs> it's it's pretty exciting and if you be... like dudes talking about semen a lot yeah you you said that last time i'm thinking yeah. that that's actually a thing you guys do a lot yeah it is we uh. we've we had a whole episode where we talked about recipes for fake semen yeah we looked up uh, what they use for porn yeah like in porn yeah, yeah. it gets pretty egregious was, in some of that weird. stuff <laughs> it's, we get weird even like i went and I, I downloaded some old or not downloaded but streamed some old john holmes stuff just because i was having a fancy at one point in the last sure. couple of years and even there was a ton of that stuff for that. I'm like, that's not, what the fuck? They were doing that even back then? I mean, there's clearly he's palming something on the other side of that matchup song. Right, yeah. So that's been around for a while. I didn't realize, as a kid, I didn't realize. I thought everybody just fucking blew quartz. <laughs> just drenched people. Just drenched. I mean, like, oh, I'm, I'm so insufficient. <laughs> 
Anyway, enough about semen. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So today we are talking about 1999's The, the Matrix. Matrix. I feel like you should just be playing that fucking Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> <laughs> <Just constantly>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so today, as we're talking, for me... Uh, Sorry, I'm pulling something up at the same time. But for me, the thing with that I kind of want to not avoid, but I'm I'm probably I'm not going to touch on myself too much is like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh just cuz I feel like it's been kind of covered. Really? At, yeah. I don't feel like I know anything about it. Oh, I, I okay. know a couple things. Oh, okay. Well, what do you I mean, don't don't go deep dive, but don't feel free to like okay. touch on stuff Okay. I don't I don't I maybe I, And maybe, I would like to know more than <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured anybody I feel like it's been covered so much. Um but I, then you fine. Know, okay. There's cuz there's so much yeah. cool inter- interesting just like trivia stuff. Yeah. And the technical like the technical the techni- aspects of the, the technical, movie. The technical that's what's super impressive about this film is it Every frame appears to be technically, uh, technically advanced. Doesn't make sense, but it's there's so much attention to detail. Mm-hmm. There's so much. Well, and I, I'm suspecting that it has been digitally enhanced every single frame. Like there isn't any moment in this film that isn't also contained CGI, and that seems like it would be distracting, but it's not. Like no, they, they somehow successfully immerse us in a world mm-hmm. that's almost cartoonish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do such a good job with it. Well, and they even make an, like references to Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think two it's kind perfect. of like yeah. yeah. So just a little bit of background on the movie, uh, directed by the Wachowskis, mm-hmm. um, and who are the first transgender directors? Now, to, out, not at the time. Out, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Are they both transgender now? Yes, that's interesting. Well, they've both always been transgender. Well, I'm they're sorry, just are both they both? Out they're out now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's curious because they were specifically as a unit. They're like. Their, Moniker was the, the Wachowski brothers. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. So, but now, so now they're referred to as the Wachowskis. Um, they were not out at the time of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there is some interesting um, stuff going on in the movie in regards to that that we can maybe dive into. Yeah, later. there. I've I haven't read the actual articles, but there are people who have written articles about how it is a trans a movie about coming out. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, like, for sure. And there's specific moments in the movie that we can maybe get into. Okay. That, uh, I did not allude well, to that. I did not look at it with that kind of yeah, uh, yeah. Intention. I didn't this time either, but uh, I know that that exists. Yeah. Huh. Um. So it came out in 1999, um, and it was made for on a budget of 63 million dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, and was a huge hit oh, at yeah. the time. It made. I mean. I mean. It's obviously huge. But it was. It made. Uh. 465. Million dollars. Jesus Christ! So like in its huge, initial release, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Was was it their first movie? No, no, they actually made the movie Bound. Yeah, if you know okay. that movie. Okay, and, and uh, I had seen I know Bound it exists. It's got Joey Pants in it. Also, he's yes. the main he's the main bad guy. Um, no, I'd seen that one. Yeah, I was down with that movie. Yeah, that movie's <laughs> great. Hey, yeah, it's got some good hot action. <laughs> um, and they had they wrote the movie Assassins. Okay, um, that was their first uh, theatrical. Did you do you know that movie? I think it's got mm, heard uh, of it. It's uh, I think it's Stallone and Antonio Banderas. Yeah, and they're okay. like rival. That sounds, men yeah, that sounds I don't rad. Think I, I don't think I've watched it. But, Directed yeah. by Richard Donner. Oh, okay. Um, kind of strange, but yeah. So the Don Meister. But, cool. Yeah, the Don <laughs> Meister, man. Uh, um, and it's interesting because we are on track for this to be a four-hour episode of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, BT Dubs. Sure. I mean, right. <laughs> but th- there's so much to talk about hey, with there the is. Matrix. Yeah, um, there is. And 
<laughs> really quick I though. Mean, who who wants I mean who wouldn't want three white guys talking about the Matrix, <laughs> Matrix for four hours? It's never happened before. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> um Well it it is such a like seminal movie and one of the things that really I think is really cool about it is that it's one of those movies and I respect this a lot when movies do this, when they really wear their influences on their sleeve. Yeah. And this movie definitely does that mm-hmm. with regards to like Japanese anime. Oh, oh, the, inf- yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like I'm glad you said that because while I was watching every fight scene, I was like, this is Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like oh. and then, the fight scenes are so like, it's going too fast, so yeah. you can only see it when like you're watching them. Yeah. But like when everyone's watch, or you can only see it normal when you're watching them, and when everyone's watching, it's too fast. That's right. straight from Dragon Ball Z. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. And like Ghost in the Shell and like Akira. Those oh types yeah. Of movies, oh yeah. Huge. Like you know the like the cyberpunk influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of those movies. Yeah, on the cyberpunk. I'm not a huge fan of cyberpunk, but it, it doesn't t- distract from me from this movie. Yeah. Well, this movie does it in a way that's just a little bit different than those types of movies because this movie is not really taking place very much in the real world. No, it literally is not taking place in the real world. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most yeah. of the movie takes place in 1999, the 1999 right. Matrix simulation. So it doesn't right. have the, like, the setting of cyberpunk yeah. for a lot of the movie. Yeah, and I, I I have an issue with why are they setting it in 1999, but that's fine. Keep going. That's when the movie came out. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of that, but but in the in the timeline of the 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 universe that's being revealed as the real world versus the matrix world, you could have any time. Like it could be anywhere anytime they could have been simulated sure. as being in the 1700s and a lot of the problems would have been taken care of. That's true. I mean, I guess I guess it just to make it palatable to the people watching it. Of course. And also yeah. it's all about computers. It's, so it's like bigger but but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it just it <laughs> Sandy was high school football rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I get it. In like the the real time is some like somewhere around twenty one ninety nine. Oh, really? Just a hundred years later is sometime around <laughs> yeah, 100, yeah. 200 years later. Um, so the movie is starring obviously Keanu Reeves in the role of Neo, and then there's also you also have Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith, and uh, Joe, Joey Pants. Yeah, Joe, Joe uh, Pantalano. Pantaloni. Is that cipher? Yes, Pantaloni. Joe uh, Pantaleone, yeah, yeah, and then you have some other people kind of peppered in that aren't really <laughs> um, people. But no, know those are those are the those are the know. noticeable. Those are the recognizable faces in mm-hmm. the movie for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and actually, just real quick, interesting piece of trivia: um, Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the movie is uh, Chad Stahelski, mm, okay. who, who is the the Stahelmeister, the ma- Stahelmeister, <laughs> yeah, uh, director of the John Wick movies. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, so that's great. This is where him and Keanu connected initially because uh, uh, he was his stunt double. Sure. Well, and and you know, I, I know from just lore that Keanu like trained a great deal to become perfunctory at, at the at the kung fu. Right? Oh yeah. Like, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be silly and, and clearly so did Lawrence Fishburne for that matter, right? Like those fight scenes are yes. they do a good job. They do an amazing job. And who knows how much of that I, I if I don't know if the technology was quite there, but it wouldn't 
surprised me to find out that they were just superimposing the actors faces onto other bodies and doing all that stuff and having more sure. martial arts people. But I don't think they did. Right. I think they did a lot of the actors, even like Carrie Ann Moss did a bunch of stuff herself. And I, I feel like yeah. that's what really makes this movie work is that it, because it could, they could just animate everything and make mm-hmm. it feel like yeah. a cartoon, which would make it less. The stakes Fun. always feel, yeah, like that's my biggest problem with the Avengers movies. Like sure. when they do sink into that, it's fun to watch, but you're like, I don't feel like the stakes are there. Uh, real quick, before uh, just since you brought it up, uh-huh. the like the fight choreography and stuff, it was um, choreographed by uh, by Yun Wu Ping, <laughs> and. He said something really interesting that when he was training with the uh, main actors, he kind of looked at what their strengths and weaknesses are were, uh-huh. and then like leaned into each of their own individual strengths to well, give them their sick. own unique fighting styles. But that makes sense because if I know. if they were to train and do that and dedicate their lives to it, that's how that would work. Yeah. So, so. and it's fun, but it's so cool because then they all do come off looking really natural yeah. when they're fighting and no look what the, like they know what they're doing. And you know, it's sometimes in movies where everybody's kind of doing the same thing, yeah, uh, like kind of the same style, and like it's just they're doing the choreographed moves, yeah. It can look really clunky oh, and yeah. out of place for like yeah. some strange, like nerdy white guy to be like, yeah. you know, going or like an old person. Yeah. You yeah. know, no, it's it. It is definitely one of the strongest parts of this movie is how fucking phenomenal those fight sequences, mm-hmm. fight sequences are. That's why the other two are worth watching for me is because of the fight scenes. Mm. Like the choreography. That is the only thing I remember. Stays incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, you, do you know what else he did? He like. What what else that guy Yoon uh, Wu Ping has yeah. done? Just because um, the choreography is insane, he has a very <laughs> he has a very extensive uh, filmography yeah. as a director and uh, choreographer. Okay, cool. Uh, so just um, I mean um, you'll just have to look at it. Okay. Um, uh, actually, interestingly enough, he actually did uh, the choreography for Man of Tai Chi. Okay. The okay. Keanu Reeves that makes directed sense. movie. Yeah, um, makes sense. yeah. Oh, Kill Bill. Oh, one sick. and two. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Okay. Mm. Uh, Unleashed that Jet Li movie. Okay. Where he's like a cage fighter. I thing. would assume he worked with Jet Li a lot, but uh, also Jet Li did a lot of his own. Yes. Um. Anyway, that's really cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's. I just thought that was that was something that like stood out to me as yeah. like, really cool that, you know, he said that like Hugo weaving, he like leaned into his like precision because mm-hmm. that's just kind of like how he was and like leaned into like, uh, Carrie Ann Moss's like femininity, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like grace yeah. as a fight, like as a fighter. And the, the attention to detail is yeah. really, really shows in this movie. Like, oh yeah. There's not one part that they like kind of half-assed like, yeah. every no. second of this film I mean, whatever. I mean, who who thought to give them sixty three million dollars and pursue this this fucking film? Because yeah. this is plus the special effects that they're employing. I mean, who I, they, that wasn't that wasn't around before that. That whole yeah. kind of green feeling. They've effectively green screened every aspect of of reality and put or on the screen reality and integrated in a way that didn't didn't distract at all. Like there were. There were some things like I think the I recently watched Terminator Two. I think mm-hmm. the CGI in Terminator Two is much better really? than it is in this movie. Hmm. Like the stuff that like 
like when the the Nick pavement Wood. goes up and down and like when, oh oh that kind of stuff yeah okay, like s- the stuff that like you can tell is 100% CG uh-huh. like it looks it looks worse but I think it adds to the movie because I do too. it's it's like supposed to be this world that isn't real. It's like yeah. when Michael Jordan stretches his arm in Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. Like it's exactly <laughs> sure. it's exactly like the stretching. Yeah, that's my Jordan. reference point too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, I I do follow what you're saying, and I always took that as kind of intentional because yeah, yeah. that's what and I it makes, realized. It, it pulls it out so that it's not just what it would look like if the world did bend. Because yeah, yeah. when the helicopter runs yeah. into the building, that doesn't look as fake as when he bounces no. off the ground. No, right? not like, at all. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is is that if you ever watch like super super high high uh, um, slow mo videos, slow-mo video, yeah, like physical things do yeah. warp like oh, that yeah. in a way that you don't catch with your eye and you don't expect. But yeah, that, I mean it's a little exaggerated because of the movie, but a building would kind of ripple like that oh, right yeah. before it exploded. Yeah. That's part mm-hmm. of why it would explode. That that is a cool fucking that, that whole yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, that seems great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every so much great. of this movie, I, it's interesting because it. He doesn't really, the Matrix doesn't really start to become a thing until about 45 minutes in, right? Like he's. Well, that that was actually something that really struck me watching it because I think we were even talking about it a little bit last week where you remember it like uh, being like action packed, like yeah. gunfights throughout the movie. But it's only a couple at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the pacing, but the. The pacing of the movie is really amazing because it's two and a half hours long and it doesn't feel like no. Yeah. And it starts off very slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they take their time getting well because yeah. And I remember where they need to go, but Our, it starts with cool shit. Yeah. Yes, so you're in already. It yes. doesn't make you wait. Right. Oh, that's true. They opens with that fucking awesome action sequence where you're like, what the. F- fuck is yeah. this movie yeah and i love that they also take their time giving you information yeah mm-hmm. like yeah. it's not just at like a certain time like all the information comes they do yeah, a they, really they, good job of just like i mean before uh neo like gets freed from the matrix they do a good job of kind of just like little like a bread peppering, trail yeah peppering, peppering it in. stuff in where you're kind of like getting slowly getting an idea of like the expanded world of well, the movie. And, and until they reveal what it is, you, you are just like, what, what is going, what is this? What is happening? What is happening? I don't, I, they don't, they don't pull out of the matrix till he comes out. Do they? Right. No. Right. Like they don't have yeah. the people in the, the hovercraft, like watching him before he comes out. Right. Right. Like he's once he sees the real world. That's when we that's see, when we see yeah, him for the first time. Yeah. And, I, I do have some comments about some of that stuff. So though. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I when I was watching, I watched it twice. Uh, I, I contemplated watching it again, but and then I saw Ozark season three came out. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched it, I didn't take notes or anything, and I tried to put myself in the mindset of I've never seen this yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to let go of any bias that I have, like with the sequels. Mm-hmm. And any like cultural bias that sure. might be there because the movie's been parodied and spoofed so many times. It, and is, it is interesting to think about that now because it's impossible to watch those fight sequences with the like sort of pause and the mm-hmm. rotation of the, the of the perspective yes. without immediately thinking of the forty times you've seen it made fun of. Right. Yeah. And like the all, the bullet time with yeah. like the way the like bullets flow through the air and stuff. I, and I even I will re- I I do recall when I first saw the movie seeing that sequence and thinking that is going to get big, right? Like, that oh, really? Whole, like dodge. I was like that. Everyone's going to grab on. Well, that. didn't they use that same, a lot of that technology <laughs> in crouching tiger? Wasn't uh, that the next big one to do right. this stuff? Yeah. 
but not that specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, especially the 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 camera where they set up like three hundred cameras around them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a lot of special features of this movie when uh, I was a kid. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The way they did the like the uh, rotating camera stuff mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it's amazing. Um, basically, just take, I think right because don't they just take like a bunch of like still frames basically yeah, yeah. on a bunch of different like cameras that are like all circled around them and then mm-hmm. just like composite all the shots together yeah 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 it's not necessarily still frame they're all just running it's just digital so you can grab they they have time marks so they can they can grab any sequence at any moment right yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. they've integrated into the fucking nfl and into sports now like that's what they do now like if you're I mean, that's crazy I, I don't know if you guys watch any of the big sports like that but anytime there's a big especially like the super bowl they can pause and zoom in from any angle on what the fuck's happening on this on this uh field now yeah it's not certainly using the same technology or at least that's where the idea came from is my guess i don't, I don't. um so Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> Ow. um so just kind of like getting into the movie we start off with God, that I took a lot of notes with I got like six pages <laughs> <laughs> we start off with uh trinity's character carrie Ann, carrie Ann moss um her character trinity and those pants oh my god she is not i mean we objectify w- women <laughs> constantly like we, on the show <laughs> i don't feel like we do that bad i mean but, we recognize the very attractive women in these movies yeah she is super super beautiful uh, oh dylan and i are not god. afraid to say what the women that we think are very attractive <laughs> She's, why, why would we be afraid of it i'm not being rude about it well, she's a fucking beautiful woman That's i just part yeah. of why they put her in those pants and never do that she, shit straight up she that first fight scene yeah. i'm just like holy shit she yeah. fucking rules in this movie oh yeah from the jump yeah. like and she did all of that like that i know at least yeah, that first rad. scene she did that all herself damn yeah. like the wire stuff like off the walls and stuff yeah. like there's behind the scenes footage of her like with uh, in the wire like flipping and flipping shit. and doing multiple takes and like eating shit a couple times yeah. and then just doing it again and that it, would be i mean that's awesome and it would, wouldn't it be awesome if that was your job to yeah. like i just gotta get it like fucking dynamite skill level so i can do this thing and i get 95 chances to get it right and like yeah oh that'd be fucking dope. yeah it's she's so cool and the chase is really cool also another interesting little piece of <laughs> trivia the set from that beginning scene um is was leftover sets from the movie dark city Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and which is another influence on this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which if you, have you seen Dark City, Mm-mm. Derek? That was like a year or two before this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting. Good movie. You okay, check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. Kind I don't of a wanna... similar idea too of, mm-hmm. a, of a of a hidden world kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly what this the secret was, but it was um, one of those reveals. So. She so then we go. She kind of is running away from like agents, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know that yet. We but, just assume they're. I always just assume they're FBI guys. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. FBI guys. There's some sort like, of like yeah. men in the Men in Black type thing. <laughs> yeah, they're chasing her. She's doing all this like crazy shit, and then we get to uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah. Thomas Anderson. <laughs> is his name? It's a boring ass name. Yeah. Well, the, that's intentional. I, right. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, Derek, <laughs> but. <laughs> We usually don't get too in. We usually kind of like save the Keanu specific stuff for like the back half. Sure, but he's he's perfect. Yep, absolutely he perfect. Is perfect he's for this movie. He's supposed to be a blank slate, and yeah. he is. Yeah. Like, but he not only is a blank slate, but he's also he also brings a lot to I, it. Just 
because he's doing like a lot of like small yeah. emotions and mm-hmm. a lot of like really good he's a great face actor yeah like yep, he, he has is. great yep. facial expressions and throughout the movie there's times when things are happening or being said to him and you he's doing like a lot of great stuff with his face where yep. like suddenly he's like thinking and like suddenly things are dawning on him and he doesn't really have to say a lot for you to get what he's yeah. feeling and like thinking about yeah and i think he does an amazing job he do- I, I i don't think anyone else this movie wouldn't have worked with anyone else in that role i think you know I who really it was don't. supposed to be right it, uh, was it will smith yeah that sounds that would have been such a different movie well I know. for one there this movie is almost humorless yeah, yeah, and I couldn't well, he, but, at that point I couldn't have seen Will Smith do that. No, he turned um, this down for Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. <laughs> uh, the, but but it's just like Eddie Murphy taking on Beverly Hills, right? Like, it, be, it became a funny movie because he took it on. Right, it wasn't okay. written to be funny. Yeah, so Will Smith would have in, tried to integrate some humor been, into it. That it would have been so. I, it would have flopped. I don't know if it would have flopped. It would have been an entirely different. And Will Smith, I don't see him looking cool. Like Keanu Reeves looks cool in this yeah. movie. Yeah, not I, the way he dresses, but the way he moves. No, all right. of it, all of it. Yeah, I, I feel like Keanu really. There is just some fundamental thing about his person. Right? Yeah, like, he's too even, bright. He's yeah. too like. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's, he, he's like. He's too charismatic. Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves is not non-charismatic, but he can. Yeah, he's he's quiet. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Quiet, yeah. and Will Smith is not quiet. That's yeah. his whole personality is built off of not being quiet. Yeah, right. right? That's the, why that's why the pursuit of happiness was such a like turn for him. Right. Yeah, and it was you know what it was. But yeah, I he, he wouldn't have worked in the. I'm glad that that fell apart for whatever reason it fell yeah. apart. He said he didn't understand the script, <laughs> which another thing. I can imagine that script would have been real tough to follow. I mean, the I, so one the studio told uh, the Wachowskis that they had to add more expo- exposition, exposition because oh. people they they were they called <laughs> the script like the script that I, nobody understands. I could see that. I can see it being yeah. like, I, and that's part of why I'm like, but they well, let the third a, movie go. Re- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but by then they already made script. them. But they'd made them a billion dollars <laughs> right, at that point, so they're gonna let them do whatever the fuck they want. Um, and the Wachowskis made. Everybody who is cast, they gave them like reading materials and said that in order to be cast, you have to be able to explain the Matrix. Oh, okay. So I can see that. Everybody, I mean, yeah. Wow. It's annoying. I, and I, part of me rolls my eyes at that, but it, it's very important that every single person understand what the fuck this world is because yeah. it doesn't make sense. Right. right? Like if it, 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 it crumbles under scrutiny very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to keep that movie moving. You got to keep the action happening. You got to keep, you got to keep us engaged so that our, our suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. even applies to what we're watching further in the movie, yeah. and, which is any sci-fi movie, right. I guess. But. but And the thing that they do so well in the movie is they really focus on th- the themes yeah. and the ph- like the philosophical the, aspects of it. It's pretty sophomoric, but I yeah. agree. But the fact that they do it yeah. rather than focus on like how fucking cool this looks <laughs> how fucking cool this looks and yeah. like the the science of things yeah. or like how the matrix like the logics no. of the matrix and, 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 and stuff like you're, that you're you're right that that is kind of what i'm saying as well it, you're right they using the universal themes of humanity mm-hmm. puts us all in like the original star wars right like it's, it's right. a you know it puts us all in and the the details of how the sci-fi works eh, who cares right, right. Like, exactly and I do still have some comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was a uh, 
this is a side note about the philosophy. I was a little good little Christian boy when uh. I watched this movie, and I got there was this book that came out. There was like this book series of finding Christianity in blank. There oh was boy. finding sure. Christianity in the Matrix. But they also explained all the other religions that were in the Matrix, too. Oh, okay. They didn't just focus on the Christianity. Oh, but I remember, cool. like, because, like, the themes are there. They're clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, reading that book was, like, kind of interesting when I was fucking 12. Yeah. Sure. yeah no, I, it is a curious – It the movie's smart. It really yeah. is smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. The production's smart. The, the What you see on the screen is, like – it's a fucking step function above anything that was a- around before that. And I, I, I'm not, sh- I don't, when was the last time you watched T2? I mean, the graphics are held up, but I don't think I'd go so far as to say they're better. No, they rock. Um, well, I mean, the T1000 effects are still hold up, still yeah, hold up. Remarkably. Yeah, yeah. The scene when he's it's going through really the, that, that's the bars. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really, I don't think there's much C- no. other like, re- there, like big CGI. No, because, well, but it's because, uh, what's his name was smart. He knew that it wasn't good enough to not distract. So yeah. he just, well, and that's what, yeah. that's what one of my friends told me at that time. It was you so sparingly. Yeah. Like, but, but that's, that's part of what is so brilliant about this movie is they just fucking leaned in. They're like, mm-hmm. everything is going to rely on this world being defined kind of by CGI yeah, yeah. cuz it is the fucking wonderland everything yeah. you see is wonderland yeah right and the effects of like the reflection of the kid in the spoon like not yeah. just the spoon bending but the angle that they yeah. they're putting themselves in to to catch that shot yeah if you think about what it would take in reality to take that shot you you can't do that without the camera being in this in the scene so yeah all that stuff where they're just like yeah it's almost like they're showing off but it it's so cool that it's fine mm-hmm. it's cool and they're when they're doing stuff like especially with the spoon they're still peppering in like talk of like oh yeah the philosophy the philosophy oh yeah yeah yeah. that scene in particular defines the whole thing where he's like it's you know once you've learned to not worry about trying to bend the spoon but that there is no spoon yeah that's a beautiful like yeah that uh, you can you can sit there as a pot smoking kid watching that and be like that applies to fucking everything there is no there is no Um, nothing actually exists no shit and no they, wonder Paul, my stepdad, <laughs> can go fuck himself. <laughs> and I like in the movie that even when um, Neo gets to the real world, you're still not, there's never, even when you're in the real world, there's not even a sense that he's like fully, that that's like fully the real world, you know? Like it still seems like an extension of Wonderland mm, yeah, in okay. a sense, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I I guess. I mean, it feels like... Uh, bummer yeah. <laughs> to be in yeah. the real world I, I, I'm still confused as to like the, when did the rise up happen when did the fight with the AI occur when did all the because there is still the infrastructure of a military it, there's a military t- style infrastructure and it's been around for generations Tank grew up he was born free and raised mm-hmm. so uh, you know at least 50 years presumably has been going on with people fighting from the real world to free the batteries or whatever and right I, I i don't i don't understand how that could be happening simultaneously how there's even the development of a society in zion yeah it is just a <laughs> little I fuck the use of zion is <laughs> yeah. the, is the fucking... and uh, like what's the point of going into the matrix Yes, I <laughs> I really had that problem there. And I was you're just trying like, to focus on this thing. Yeah, I, like, I I that's the part where I was like, that's why I say like if you 
the movie has to move fast enough and just give you enough stuff and just make you like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. As soon as you start thinking about like, well, but why? And maybe why once you're free, would you bother to go back? Right. Like, well, what, but they only bought, so they're bothering to go back because Morpheus is looking for the that's, one. And but, that's what I was just about to say. But well, okay, and the and only so, time, but the only time they go into the matrix to like, yeah, aside risky. from that is it, it is risky. And the only time they go in is to speak to the Oracle. Who's right. a computer program. Yeah. So they can't communicate. Is that what the Oracle's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Why? I, I it's the know. matrix. Everything's a computer program. Yeah. I don't like that. Because she... <laughs> I don't like that. Well, I mean, that's you don't really know that in the movie. Yeah, but, but you're right. It, it, I had just it, never even thought about it's it. It's revealed but. in the in the sequels that she's a computer program. Um, <laughs> so, she, yeah, she's a computer program. Okay. And so they they, own, they have to go in to speak to her. And yeah. then they have to go in to rescue Morpheus. Yeah. So, so like, she's it, a computer it program. Make it does sense why they doesn't make sense. In. No, because if she's a computer program, you can just access it. There's no need to go in to access it. You just access it. They're, they're sitting outside with monitors and an actress point. Why put yourself in physical harm? Just communicate with it if it's a computer. Per- That's my point. Because maybe they don't have the floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they can't bypass the flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hack the mainframe. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> there's just there's stuff like that doesn't. Like how does if they require people on the outside to like, you know, the operator or whatever to get in and out, how does Joey Pants sneak in and have the inner discussion? With That's one of the I think he knows how to do it. I think he knows how to do it. If he knows how to do it, then everyone knows how to do it. So what's the point? Wait, wait. Like you, if you can pull yourself in and out, then Tank and Dozer's, or is it Dozer? <laughs> Their yeah. characters kind of don't matter. Right. It's That's like the g- most glaring plot hole to me mm-hmm. is that he wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, well, why, yeah. Not just, and how why not just you have get a, yourself out? That's, my, that's the part that I'm yeah. wondering. I feel like you could get yourself in, but if the way they've defined the interface yeah. is consistent, then you wouldn't be able to pull yourself out True. unless you can always find in whatever and, it is, the enlightenment within you. And like, because that's the other thing. Unless that, the agents could have done it for him. But then they could have gotten Yeah, if they already knew where he was, yeah. then, like, they don't need him. <laughs> Which was part of my questioning, even in that scene, setting aside how he got in and out, why didn't they just stick a fucking tracker in him? Like, if he's volunteering to give everyone up, just put one of those fucking weird things in his belly and have it follow him, and then they could just... But does but that it wouldn't, it wouldn't in the Matrix? Follow, it, yeah, it wouldn't follow him into the real world. Then why then that part earlier doesn't make any sense it's either one thing or the other it either follows you or it doesn't no because he it does they take the tracker out before they take him to see morpheus but that's my point so they put the tracker in him and it tracks mm-hmm. to find morpheus wait what does the tracker do <laughs> exactly so if 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 being disconnected from the matrix primary means that the tracker doesn't work then why do they fucking care if they pull the tracker out because they're trying to find morpheus like no, I'm talking about the 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 humans. They pull the tracker up before they pull him to go find Morpheus because if they don't, the program will be able to track him. Yeah, so but the give, agents will be able to go to where Morpheus is at right. this moment. That's my point. So when Joey Pants goes in, why don't they just put a tracker inside of him and send him home? Because then the the agents will be able to track him to wherever Morpheus is. Because he the tracker doesn't follow him out into the real world. Then why do they worry about pulling the tracker out of Keanu? Because the agents would then be able to find them while they're still in the Matrix. Yeah. That whole first scene But they aren't happened. in the Matrix when they find him. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. That whole first scene is in the Matrix where the the two... The, that's after... The two chairs is after. No, the two chairs is before. What two chairs? The 
scene with the two chairs. Though that's oh. afterwards. But they find Morpheus in a room um, right. when he takes. But it's before he takes the pill. Is yeah. Where they take it before they take it out of him. The tracker. And so that's in the Matrix. Yeah. So they need a, they need enough time because the like to do that. But they, the thing still finds them. It's still coming to find them. Right. Like they still. I, I, I feel like the tracker what's coming, thing. What's coming? I feel like the it. tracker thing is just there to be cool and sci-fi. The scary. tracker is kind of unnecessary because they do always it's, track. It's, them. That's my point. Is it's entirely unnecessary. But is that like, because they've always had an informant? Well, because his, that's always in the first. That was mentioned in the first scene that they had an informant. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the and other I thing. That was. Here's the other thing. I yeah. realized that this the time. agents themselves. There's no reason why they shouldn't just be superhumans and super gods in the system, right? If they are part of the system, there's yeah, no but, reason for them to be individual. They call them conscious programs or something. Yeah, there's but no the, reason for that. But the they do at least pay lip service to that by saying, like Morpheus says, they're still programs, so and they still have to follow the rules of the program. Right, and that explains why they behave the way they do. My point is, is the Matrix is just a program, right? So just generate an all-seeing god inside of the matrix that you can't escape what's the point of having individual contributors well, inside the matrix who are, can get fooled by members of the matrix if the machines seem to not be very bright <laughs> that's true <laughs> because for, i mean the battery thing the battery thing that's what i'm talking about yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense it makes zero sense like what he says they we have bioelectricity that's more than t- and then we more than a t- 120 volt battery. What? And over 25,000 BTUs of body heat. What? what? <laughs> I mean, okay. I okay. Yeah. We, we function on bioelectricity, but if they're harvesting the bioelectricity, which sets aside the whole, I mean, a battery works because you've got a, you know, a positive and a negative terminal. Like we aren't structured. The bioelectricity they're talking about is just like little tiny, tiny microvolts of power going or of, of voltages inside of like, yeah, we're not just like Spider-Man villains yeah. going around just with like electricity like shooting yeah. at us. So, like we're Raiden or something. Setting aside that, if you could somehow harvest that as a power source, you're not putting off any heat because all your heat would be dissipated by being sucked out as a battery. So, right, yeah. So that, that they're, they're, they're not two separate things that happen inside of us. It's all generating the heat because, yeah, of, it's the, an ecosystem. because of our biological functioning. <laughs> so I can appreciate maybe the heat, but that's not a lot of fucking heat like it would make better sense to keep humans alive to cultivate whatever it is that's doing the the power source not the humans themselves as the power source you know what i mean like we should just be slaves do and we could still just be completely incapable of understanding what world we're actually in yeah but the rest of it that and have the matrix be we're you know, all of us feel like we're toiling for what feels like no point. Yeah. Then the point is we're actually toiling and somehow they're pulling energy out of what we produce. And that would make sense. And we are just goofed into thinking we're doing A instead of we're doing B. It's a cool concept. It's scary. And it's a cool, like, it's a I, cool idea. It just doesn't make. Makes no sense. Makes I don't no think sense. it's supposed to be based in reality either. <laughs> sure. So, like, it's a fucking no, movie. It's supposed to be based in the Matrix. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> sir? The, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. That's how the, dare you? That's Frankly, a... <laughs> how dare you? Uh, I'm going to go pee really quick. Okay, okay. Um, so, so, okay, I, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to tr- just try to move forward in the plot a little bit. Well, you, but, we can, but again, so the science stuff, like, how are they, how is the ship that the real, how are, what is this hovercraft, you know, 
setting aside that okay technology advanced enough to it's also to running this, on humans <laughs> yeah what is the power supply for the for the the hovercraft and they they reference other hovercrafts so they're not the only humans out there there's a whole you know fleet or right. whatever well I, what's powering that where do they where's the home base how do they communicate well it's with near one in, it's one near another? the near the earth's core it was what they say. That's where Zion's at. I thought it just said it was underground. Uh, they was said underground, underground near, the, near the Earth's core where it's still warm. So, so they've built a whole series of caves that the, so the Earth is hollow. Hollow okay. Earth theory. Yeah. 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 Godzilla. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> but how are the ships powered? Well, because I mean, well, they're magnets. They might be powering it from the Earth's core. Then why don't the fucking AI use that instead of humans? And because they can't can just... get to the Earth's core. That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. We got to the Earth's core, so why couldn't the AI, who has already proven itself to be as advanced, if not more, more than us, they could do the same yeah, thing? Yeah, it's preposterous. It's all, or maybe they're siphoning power from the machines, so they're also using human energy. Right, right. Which is that would be an interesting twist to find out in like episode or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, they do say they do say in the movie too that like everybody who's still connected to the Matrix is our enemy. Is our that okay? And I had that note early after like Carrie Ann Moss that opening sequence where she's back badass and like destroys all those people i'm like so she's basically just murdering people yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and i still don't know because they're not real but they but are they real are what are you real. talking about oh they're batteries you're yeah, an well, idiot <laughs> shut your fucking hole but they they, they, they <laughs> they're still batteries they still have consciousness <laughs> yeah, they're humans right like that's the whole point if 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 they're not humans then the stakes are zero there's no stakes right so they have to be humans and so they're murdering them that's that and makes they, sense and yeah. they put in the and they and they do throw the caveat of like they want to sustain the matrix because they don't understand that the matrix is actually eating them alive literally right so they are our enemy like that's a leap that's a that's like a uh uh what's the bad guy in batman begins kind of leap of Scarecrow? just like no raza Ghul of like he's he's bad and needs to be punished like like and so we must murder him like it's right that's a like uh no i follow you up to here but that's a pretty extreme response like right. there are and it would be more interesting if it was like t2 where he has to succeed but not kill yeah that would actually make it that much more interesting like that whole shooting sequence where they they have to just hit people in the knees and shit that would be awesome they use rubber bullets no i don't want rubber bullets. no actually a rubber bullet yeah or electric <laughs> bullets i mean who cares it's the matrix if yeah. you're going to create fake fucking fake machines in the matrix make fake make make fake machines yeah and and here's another Nerf thing guns. okay here's another thing uh-huh. and another thing <laughs> i can i i i I'm on board with the, like, you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Mm -hmm. Fine. If it's, like, a psychosomatic response to the trauma that you expect to have, then you you traumatically die. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for internal bleeding, right? Like, if you're being hit with bullets that are are, have no actual bearing in reality, there's no reason why the body on the table in the hovercraft... Would start bleeding. Yeah, starts bleeding, spewing blood. Like... even the first time I watched it, I was like, why is that happening? That makes yeah. sense. But I mean, it it doesn't make sense, but it is one of the, it's just. A, cool. Well, it's cool, but it also, I think, just adds to the fact that like to. Stakes are real. Visualize to people, to the dunces in the movie theater. Yeah, the, the stakes are real. The stakes are real. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. But it is. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But, you know, in that scene with Cypher, the stakes are not real. Hey, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. It took me a second. I, I, I was looking down at my notes. I was only half paying attention. That's... I was looking at Dylan like, when are you going to get it? When are you going to get it? <laughs> um, um, go so, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I have, so I just kind of moving forward in the plot a little bit. 
there, there's the whole thing of uh, the agents are coming to find Neo because there's, the informant has told the cipher has told them who they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, and he has to like do the thing like through the like office building and stuff like that, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Where well, and that was the note I took is like intentionally they cast the boss to look like an agent, right? Like yes. he's he or the agents are intentionally designed to look like bosses. And like, you know what this this scene reminded me of a lot? Hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. When they're at the police station. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah, really sure. reminded me of yeah. that a lot. I, I feel like Keanu ages backwards in this period <laughs> in his life. Like, he looks so young He's in this movie. Very yeah. young in this movie. I, I, he also I, looks terrible bald. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, every, everybody looks pretty bad bald. In mm-hmm. that, a in couple the, people. In the, in the movie. Oh, in, the in that movie. movie. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> in, not in the uh, world, Bruce but in Willis? the movie. Yeah. No, in the movie, you bastards. <laughs> um... um <laughs> I was gonna say something. Oh, oh! Again, to the uh, every frame is clearly video or clearly digitally enhanced in some way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've trimmed everyone up a skosh. Like he's a lean fella. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he he's seems small. he's very lean in this, and so is Hugo Weaving. So is Carrie Ann Moss. So is fucking Lawrence Fishburne. Like I feel like they did a little bit to make everybody a little more compact than they actually are. Like, um, maybe, but I do note Keanu Reeves actually lost weight. Yeah. I mean, like he started losing weight at the beginning of the movie so that when they filmed the scene of him, like awakening in his pod in the real world, he'd be very emaciated. He was like 15 pounds underweight. Cause yeah. that was the, that was, they had to have filmed that last. Oh, they did. Well, yeah. I feel like they had to film all of the hovercraft shit yeah, yeah, yeah. after the fact, right? Yeah. Cause they shaved their heads. Mm-hmm. And no one's putting a fucking wig on my boy. <laughs> we've, ta- we've talked about that yes, we multiple times. When are things filmed? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very hung up on Keanu's hair and the sequence of filming. <laughs> we talked about that in Point Break. That's uh, right. Yeah, all yeah. the time. All the time. Um, th- so we do get uh, introduced to Morpheus, and I like that they're kind of um, uh, laying out the breadcrumbs for Morpheus. Like Pretty much from the first time we see uh, Neo at his computer. He's mm-hmm. like, there's like an internet search going on of Morpheus, and it, you're, it's pulling up like newspaper clippings and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and we hear him on the phone and stuff like that, but we don't really know anything about him. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if he's like a good guy. We don't know or if he's real. Yeah, yeah, and we don't know if like Trinity is supposed to be a good guy or yeah. what she her whole deal is. And they do such a good job of like really playing things close to the chest. So you're kind of discovering things along with Neo. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Is everyone a hacker? Everyone <laughs> is a hacker. Like yeah, they're all Morpheus hackers. All those. Was oh, Morpheus you mean all on the, the hacker on the hover? Was, was Trini- Trinity was a hacker. And so yeah. was Mouse. Yeah. So like, can you only go in, Go into the real world if you were yeah, if, you're if, seeking, you're a if you're seeking the reality and that, that that's part of like the mythos of the world feels weird to me like who was the first person to wake up right like the one but no he's the one the 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 first person to wake up is whoever f- first woke up right? no like, the original one uh, that where the prophecy comes from when Morpheus explains okay. the prophecy he says there was a man. Who right. like woke up and freed the first of us? Oh, and when okay, he, okay. And when he that, died, the oracle prophesied that there a, would be another one. There would be a yeah, a new one. Right, <laughs> a new one. So, and that's, that's what I'm to come and end the war. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going through my notes here because something about that time sequence makes no sense. Uh, but we'll, well come back to th- it. When you when you 
take into account that it's only been how long has it been? Two hundred years. It's two hundred years in the future. Okay, I mean that two hundred years is enough time, I guess. Then that's several well, generations of people. But the it, how long from today, nineteen ninety nine today, do we invent hovercrafts? Right. Right. You're right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not been that long. Yeah, it's probably it's been maybe a generation or two. It's been about a, like pro- probably a hundred years or uh, maybe. maybe. I guess less. let's let's okay. We'll give him a hundred years. Yeah. Fine. He says, when he's describing that, at some point he says, uh, we try not to free, where did I put it? People after a certain age. Yeah. yeah. Like so Jedi. How, yeah. Yeah, but. It's Star Wars. How, so, okay. So. Okay. Keanu's <laughs> been searching for Morpheus for a while. Like, mm-hmm. how old is too, like, we don't, we try not to free. No one in that hovercraft is young. So, they've all been freed when they were 12 or 15. Like how old, what does that statement mean? Like how old do you, because Keanu's like 34 and that's potentially too old. So how young do they need to be? Yeah, I know that was, I thought that was kind of like. Um, a str- and, and in the world that Keanu lives, the internet's only been viable for 10 years top. So he's been searching for Morpheus for his entire existence no, Morpheus has been searching for him for his entire. Existence. No, but he's also been like like they show in the opening. He's looking for Morpheus. He's that's that's in Trinity's like I know what you're looking for. You're looking for him. He's looking for you. Like, but in the world of the Matrix, the the internet has always been around because it's the world of the Matrix is the world you and I live in. That's the whole point of the movie. No, because it's it's stuck in 1999. It doesn't. It, it's not on a like a normal timeline. It's just but in, on 1999. In 1999, in a loop. the point you of that is the point of that is though because we're the whole the whole reason they don't just stick us in some weird reality is that it has to be something that's not psychologically disturbing for us, which means we have a history. Which it doesn't mean that we don't remember anything before 1999. Right. So the history leading up to 1999 is the history. So he's been living in a history where it's only been around for 10 years. He, he doesn't get to have uh, consciousness of the loop. Trin, uh, uh, Neo doesn't. He doesn't get to be like the only person living in today's world, 1999, aware that Groundhog style, the year has started over. No one else around him notices, right? Like as far as he's concerned, he's lived a life that's led him to 1999. And so he's 34 years old, even if presumably that's the age of his body in the fucking goop, right? That's the other thing. Like if, if that's the case, then they're living in 1999 and never aging, but their bodies are decaying. Like, right. He could be 94. Right. So (laughs) that's another thing that they don't address when they're like pulling him out of the goop. And, and maybe they should have with that comment of like, we try not to pull you out if you're beyond a certain age. But what the fuck does that mean? It's arbitrary. So they don't. They <laughs> just never throw that. There's no it. reason to even have that line. Just leave that line out and just be like, yeah, this is fucking confusing as shit, dude. All of us <laughs> went through this. It's <laughs> fucked up. Your entire, literally, your entire reality has been flipped upside down. Like, yeah, throwing in that Jedi shit is like, there's no point for that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, the time. I think the timeline of the movie <laughs> and when it takes place and how the mechanics of that work. In the real world, real world, real, real world. <laughs> versus the Matrix, yeah, is pretty garbled. Yeah, and doesn't really track when you really start to like peel back the layers of it. It's also weird. Do they ever mention that like when you do for your mind, you're like everything you leave behind, like your family. Like everything. they don't mention that. No, and he's that's part of like, that would be like <laughs> a big deal to me. Yeah, yeah, and every yeah, and, well, but he's alone in a room. Like that's he's true. presumably been like. Isolated and I think that's the people that they're like that that they're freeing are the people that are 
like don't really have any connections or ties to the matrix. Okay. Right? Well, and they're hackers. And they're hackers. And they're hackers yeah. that sell stuff Viruses? like drugs. <laughs> yeah, they sell hacker what? stuff like yeah, drugs. What? Is... I, don't know, I man. really That's... wanted to know what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just a like a, mer- a... two thousand dollars. Yeah, two. Is two it two thousand dollars to make more money, or is he paying that? Like I, because the point to me, the point of hacking is to make money. Yeah, right. and well, and I the movie's pretty loose on what that even means to be a hacker because he's all he does. Yeah, you just pound around on a, the on Trinity a that hacked the IRS database. That or was, what was a long. It? That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were a guy. Those guys do. <laughs> um, and okay, and so they they pull him out. Yeah, and then they go immediately to a kung fu sequence. I don't care if you pretend like there was something that happened before that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but that's dynamite. We got to get to that kung fu thing. Like when when he brings him into the training stuff. Yes, and he's, he's I introducing him. I yes. love that line so much. It's so much. good. Yeah. But what is the purpose of the display screen when when Tank is loading that shit up and they've like they show like the different little bodies doing different moves for? <laughs> well, like, it's like, it and, looks then, cool. and then the brain is rotating. Like, <laughs> what is that? What? But what you, the I think the cool thing about who showing wrote the, this software. <laughs> so, the cool thing about showing the images, though, uh-huh. like so you're seeing what he's learning, uh-huh. is then you see him do the stuff, the stuff, of course, in which is cool. Like it you is see, cool. and you can see him like shifting to like they're both like shifting to different styles yeah. throughout the fight. Yeah, is oh, so cool. I know, and it's a game, right? Like it's yeah. it's gameizing the 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 movie or whatever you call that. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, one of the first things I ever thought was like the coolest thing ever was when I saw the second one with my dad in theaters, and I did. A type of karate called kempo for a while, uh, mm-hmm. and that scene on the the truck where they're fighting on the truck on the and the second one, the second one, okay. yeah. Um, Morpheus does a move that I did like the exact <laughs> nice. same like sequence, nice. and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> "I'm Morpheus, <laughs> I am the Dream Lord." <laughs> um, and I I I love that. They built the training environment. Right? Yeah. Like, so they can it's do that. so sick. It's a cool and it's it's a really good idea. It's 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 very Crouching Tiger, right? Like, oh, that yeah. That sequence is exactly from from Crouching Tiger or whatever. Yeah, but when he describes what it is, like we built this, it mimics the rules of the Matrix so that you know you can train. He says rules are no different than the rules of a computer system. Some can be bent, others can be broken. No, <laughs> that's. I mean, unless you want it to stop functioning, <laughs> that's not true. You can't break the rules of a computer system. You break them, and then you get the blue screen of death, right. and your computer dies. <laughs> yeah, like that. This. What is he talking about? Well, I think he, what he's saying is that you can change just in the way that like people can um, like do mods for games. Like you can like mod a game so you can like go through the walls and stuff like that. Okay. So you're essentially breaking the rules of the game but because the, the game... rules of the the rules of the game are you cannot go through walls. Okay. And so some like a computer software programmer can come and, and say now you can go through walls. So you're essentially breaking like the, the rules rule. of the game. Okay. But in the world that we're we're in here with the matrix and the outside getting into the matrix to be able to go fight like a superhero in the matrix mm-hmm. i f- i wish there had been a little bit more ten- uh, focus on the idea that the freer your mind gets i mean it, it's alluded to it and and you understand it implicitly but i wish they'd spelled it out a little bit more like you'll be able to defy the laws of physics 
to a greater extent, the more you believe that you can and the more that mm-hmm. you're, you're accepting into your core that the matrix isn't real and that this is all just in your mind. Because once, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Once you've figured out that the spoon doesn't even exist, mm-hmm. you can basically do anything. Mm-hmm. So well, I think they actually do a good job do, of, of showing that. I don't think they like, they don't pay, they don't speak about it at, like ad nauseum, but I feel like they do a good job of illustrating that as Keanu Reeves goes through the movie, as Neo goes through the movie, he's kind of like leveling up. He is leveling slowly up. as mm-hmm. he like as the you know the curtain yeah you know is pulled back more and more. You're right, and they and the 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 group of people watching him on a screen like commenting on how he's behaving in the fight sequence and, and in the Matrix do the effect of like uh, simulating us in the audience being like, Oh my God, look, he's getting better. He's getting more yeah. powerful. Like that's fine. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, it's probably those notes of like, you need to do a better job explaining <laughs> what the fuck's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. But I, I guess I don't, I don't see him doing anything appreciably more interesting or significant than, than uh, Trinity, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or more, or any of them could do, right. Like he's, other than this idea that he's the one, mm-hmm. there's nothing like if they've had time to go train and time to get in there, like they've all successfully made that leap from building to building. Like once you've done that, I feel like you're going to be pretty on board with, yeah, I'm bulletproof. Yeah, I can <laughs> yeah, do anything yeah. in this world because it's not real. So why he has some special mind control that they don't have that enables him to eventually supersede even the most basic laws of physics in the in the matrix and become all knowing and all seeing or something like mm-hmm. I, something about it just is like oh, i feel there's no reason why he's any more special than the rest of them right if it's all if it's all a program and you can bend the rules and break the rules the more this you is, the more yeah. you realize it then anybody why? should be able to yeah, do and, what he's doing and especially yeah. morpheus since all of them revere morpheus as being this most powerful member of the crew or right whatever. so why isn't he able to just walk around and just do whatever right why can't he move <clears throat> why can't he do bullet time moves and stuff and, right yeah hurt his back <laughs> yeah 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 um but I, oh my god there was uh like an old uh flash cartoon mm-hmm. from like e-bombs world days of around the time this movie came out where somebody made like an animation of uh neo and morpheus fighting in the the training simulation you know right and uh it made me laugh so hard when i first saw it because uh uh morpheus like farts (laughs) and then that's right before he says the you think that's air you're breathing right now Um, and but, I took a note on the when when all the people are like when they're in their training, and the the guy goes running. Morpheus is fighting Neo, and they're all just go clamoring yeah, in the yeah. watch. What the fuck? You're eating your food like okay? <laughs> no, it's sick. It is sick. But why would you in the hovercraft give a fuck? You're like because yeah, they think them. that Neo's think, the one. Yeah, he's oh, special. Fuck off, you. So guys. they want to see if he is. is. But the, I do really quick though. I do. I like the crew. Yeah. I do all the crew members I think are cool. They're a ragtag bunch of misfits those yeah. guys. <laughs> and they I mean the, it's not the type of thing where everybody like has their specialty, you know, like yeah. where it's like oh, they're all fucking hackers. They're just <laughs> all hackers. <laughs> um but I do all like them that uh, like Switch and Apoc and Dozer uh to an extent too. They don't really have much personality Mm-mm. they're not really developed at no, all they're there to be killed by joey pants later in the movie <laughs> yeah like, literally yeah. everyone that you don't recognize dies yeah <laughs> but that that 
comes late enough in the movie and they have enough screen time in the movie where, yeah, yeah. You're, where you are bummed out when they die. Yeah, yeah. Even well, if, and it's it does a good job of amping the stakes because it is just a matter of time before he unplugs them. Right? Yeah. Like it's, it makes sense that he's... The one who I forgot is great since the last time I saw this movie is Tank. Yeah, Tank's rad. He's... I don't know that actor... Uh, I think let me, his name he's is he's gotta be a Van Peoples uh, uh, <laughs> he, his name is Marcus Chong um, he is he Tommy Tommy Chong's kid uh, well he was funny enough he he played uh, a role in the movie Panther directed by Mario Van Peoples ah, he just kind of uh, looks oh, like yeah, Mario he is, Van Peoples he was adopted by Tommy Chong <laughs> oh, he's wow. an adopted child of okay. uh, Tommy Chong he's been in some stuff he hasn't been in a lot of stuff yeah. but sure. no, he's, he's great and his character gets a little more fleshed out in the second one too. Okay, I thought he was—he's dead in the second by the second one. No, he doesn't die. Joey Pants hits him, but it just wings him. No, no, no. By the second one, it's uh, hey, hey. We'll talk about the second one. It's when Michael. We watch the it's one. Michael Perrineau, the guy from Lost. We'll oh, watch it. Okay, okay. they're okay. like cousins or something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. watch. We'll okay, talk sorry. About okay, the sorry, second sorry, one. sorry. When we get sorry, to the second sorry. one, you fucks. But that motherfucker has charm. Yeah, he's yeah. out the ass. Even yeah. though he's kind of cheesy when he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. But I like him. He's yeah. charming. Yeah, and, yeah he's uh, like, he's smiley and, and upbeat. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So uh, when he gets shot, I remember the first time I saw the movie, when he gets shot and you think he's dead, it was I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, that, yeah. That guy was awesome. I yeah. wish they wouldn't have killed him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to him because he's so great. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like the crew. I like Mouse. Like Mouse plays yeah, Mouse a good, it, annoying, yeah. like yeah. young. That's person. what I was gonna say. He's annoying. Yeah, and one his like take a look at his neurokinetics. They're on, they're, they're on the charts. They're way higher than normal. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are you talking Neuro about? Neurokinetics. Yeah, yeah. And then just hey, did you like her? You oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made her. I, I I I do when when they're in that fight. Is it in the fight sequence or after he takes him out of the fight sequence and then they're doing the other thing and he's like, I'm trying to free your mind neo like i wish right then and vogue's free your mind would have just uh, kicked in. free your free mind, your mind <laughs> and the rest will follow because that is the fucking movie yeah <laughs> uh i but with mouse i do like his little annoying uh like monologue about tasty wheat oh, i think boy. that I yeah that i do too fun. yeah it, it, that's a that's a funny little uh gag to throw in there of like maybe everything tastes like chicken because they don't know what the fuck chicken tastes like <laughs> yeah, yeah i like yeah. that that is it that's a funny touch on you and the audience like Oh, maybe we are in the main. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I thought he was cool. Uh, I liked the. I really liked um, uh, the way that they all kind of had their, you know, just their own like little touches. So yeah. they mm-hmm. they were all distinct enough so yeah. that you could like tell them apart. It wasn't right. like you were getting like you know. A lot of times there will be like multiple crew members in a movie like this, and they all kind of like have the same look. So you're just like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, well, like. Yeah. Sorry Star, to bring this like up, but every bad guy team in the Fast and Furious movies, yeah. like a lot of them are very similar. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. the like three star guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and you're right. And that and this was very close to this had the potential for that, and they didn't mm-hmm. do it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So everybody kind of has it's like, uh, you know, multicultural, and mm-hmm. there's men and a couple women, <laughs> a couple women. <laughs> Actually, speaking of the women, uh, so switch the the blonde haired one, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the original scripts, uh, in the real world, they're a man. Oh. And when they go into the Matrix, because the Matrix is a digital projection of yourself. Uh, there so was that's... a game called Enter the Matrix 
where I think you could have do, you could do that. Oh, yeah. Okay, that would have been. I'm I'm sorry they didn't do that. That would have that's been touching anyway. on the trans some of the transgender. Yeah. Uh, regardless of that, that would have been really cool. Yeah, a, a real cool uh, touch to add to it. And they for th- sure. And I think maybe in one of the Animatrixes <laughs> there is something like that too. Oh, nice. Maybe cool. I haven't watched. I watched those once fucking years ago. Yeah, so. but that. That's cool. Huh. But yeah, okay. I think it's really cool. Um, and then obviously, uh, Cipher, Joey, Joey Pants. He is wonderful. He's wonderful in the movie. Yeah. Joey Pants is wonderful in everything. <laughs> yeah, he's for, in. for sure. <laughs> Fucking dynamite. But particularly in The Matrix, I think he has such a good, memorable role because, like, um, like Tank, he's very charming mm-hmm. uh, in some of the stuff that he says and the yeah. way that he talks. Like the whole conversation he has with Neo right before he goes to make the deal with the agents, the, like when they're sharing a drink and yeah. he's like, why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? And like yeah. all that stuff. Like yeah. that's all great. Yeah. Keanu Reeves does a really good job in that scene too yeah. of kind of just like, you know, sta- he's just standing there. He's not yeah. really saying much, but he's doing a good he's job. He's just of soaking kind of, it in. Kind well, of. Yeah. that's like, you're the new guy and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Like you're just trying to get the lay of the land around you. So. Right. And they haven't really had any like time to get like yeah. any scenes together where they're like conversing. I yeah. think that's like o- the only time they have like yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And um, he has no ill will towards him. He just wants to get out. Other than it, the, the he, Trinity stuff, the Trinity stuff, the, the love story aspect of this movie has bothered me from every time I've seen Ooh, it. Okay, I can't stand the love story aspect of this. I I don't mind that they would fall in love. That's fine. Uh-huh. But to have all of the action be contingent upon love conquers all. No. In this movie, yes. Oh, okay. No. No. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it that that's what brings him out of death. That she's like, I. The oracle told me that you, if if. I would be in love with the one and so you have to be the one like or you could just be confused because he's a hot guy and yeah, you're around a, a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like just relax that, and also that yeah, doesn't yeah she has to choose between Cypher and Mouse <laughs> yeah I mean or she'd just be banging Morpheus he's pretty dynamite oh yeah yeah but but hell yeah okay I and back to my <laughs> back to my problem with the Oracle being computer program uh-huh. she's predicting it's predicting a uh, the world in the real world, right? Because as Cipher says, I, if this is if he really is the one, then there's going to be some kind of miracle that saves him right now, and then bazunk, there's a miracle that saves him right then, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the Oracle is not predicting the way the Matrix is going to unfold; it's predicting the world. Why would a computer program be doing that? That doesn't I make think, any fucking sense. I think it's explained more in the last one. Is it and explain one of more or they make an effort to do it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. And like the whole, the Oracle should have been more integral to the Matrix itself. And like, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be saying should have been, but it would make better sense to me as someone trying to think about how this works. Why, why would anything the Oracle comes up with have any bearing on us humans in the real world? Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> because in the... So it's tough for me to not use the meta knowledge that I have of the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I don't have any memory of those sequels other than thinking they weren't that great. I mean, so... And there was some weird sex orgy has, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, the beginning. Whatever. Yeah. At the, I thought it was in the third one. At the, I, it doesn't fucking matter. I'll get there soon enough. Yeah. So, I mean, it is it is explained in a, in a sense 
because that's good. At you, least they attempt to explain. You it, you but. find out that the real world and the Matrix are more linked. Okay. Then and I can accept that. Yeah. That so. actually makes the actions of this movie make a little bit more sense. Sure. So that's fine. And yeah. that's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um I, this movie wasn't necessarily intended to have a sequel. No. Although if you make a sixty three million dollar movie, you you're intending is a cool sci fi world building, you're probably anticipating a sequel. But mm-hmm. at least potentially. Yeah. You want to leave it open to a sequel. Yeah. Which it, uh, you know, and they do. Um, yeah. Um but really quick, while we're on the topic of the Oracle, I think She's an amazing character. Yeah, she's wonderful. I mean, the way the actress plays her, yeah. uh, Gloria Foster. Okay. She, I think she does, she is also another like real goddamn charmer. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm still kind of lost on what exactly the philosophy being projected there is. Just determinism? And if so, what is the Oracle's position in determinism, right? Well, I think, I mean... The way it's explained in the movie, at least, is just that, you know, she's there to, I mean, it's... The, it's if, the, if it's a deterministic universe, then there is no right. purpose for a character to reveal the determinism because they are also subjected to Right, it. but, so, I mean, every, every religion has some variation of that, right? Sure. Some uh, variation of determinism. I mean, Christianity certainly has that. Um, Christianity almost requires free will otherwise it falls apart yeah <laughs> but no well kind of in fact no they would be the anti-determinism that's the whole point is you are a free no because you, you free to you have to choose to accept one, jesus but, into your heart or yeah. you're going to hell yeah. with but the, one of the main tenets of most religions is that god has a master plan for everybody right but but you have to choose to choose to follow it. <laughs> right. So that's so, not deterministic. That's the point. Is so what she's what she's laying out is but that she, my sense is, is that she's happen. like a prophet. She's like yeah, right, and she's a prophet. I, so she yeah. so in re, in most religions, God is the the master, the puppet master. He mm-hmm. has a master plan for everybody. Everything you're doing God is, is part, James Hetfield. Yeah. <laughs> master. <laughs> uh, I, I do I, I just feel and I don't know where So my my sense is that she is like the uh the like she, the burning she bush. Yeah. She's the burning bush, right? That's fine. That's fine. I, I just I I feel like it can't. Hey, choose religion doesn't do. make sense either, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I, but I feel I don't know. Like they want to follow a certain philosophy for a while and then switch gears, just kind of at will. Yeah, I actually get, I I get the sense of that too. Is that a lot of the there's a lot of philosophical themes that are brought up that aren't necessarily followed through yeah, on. They're not, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not, or mm-hmm. they're certainly not adhered to. Consistently, yeah, which is fine. Sure, I, just, I mean I agree. The, the what is the what is the oracle doing then? Is it filling a, a need for the humans so that they have a sense of direction, and that's why when she tells him that he's not the one, and then which I lo- well, I, I love that she says that he's not the one because I that you're still kind of. <clears throat> Going on the journey of not really knowing mm-hmm. what, like they do a good job of just of of. I like that they did that rather than her just being like, "Yeah, you are the one," or well, or being like, "You have to figure it out for yourself." Like, yeah, she tells him, and then he still has to figure it out for himself. So that is a more interesting, like, yeah. Well, oh, no, I gotta, yeah. And call me a dumbass. This is just a thought. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole movie is him not believing in fate. Right. And so if she did tell him he was the one, ah, maybe he would have just, with that information, just been like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and then just, you'd just be walking. And not working towards yeah. 
like yeah, saving agree. Morpheus or yeah. just being she like, She tells well, you what you need to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Which is what Morpheus says. Yeah. yeah. And he could have, I don't know, maybe he could have just thought he was all powerful at that moment That's what and I was then about died. To say. That's what I was about to say is, right? Like if you, you walk out of there thinking you're the one, then, then fuck, you, everything's going to work out. Yeah. That's he, a, yeah. Okay. I like that. I, and that works. And it, it just, you know, when you're watching it, like, well, but wait. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree. But the... Uh, so this is when the real act, up to this part point in the movie where he goes to meet the Oracle, there hasn't been a ton of action. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Which is, was uh, so strange compared to how I remember the movie. Yeah. I have uh, one other question. Okay. Here. Okay. Because as they're waiting in the Make waiting room, Just uh, in the living room, <laughs> waiting room, living room of the Oracle, and he sees the kids and they're like floating blocks mm-hmm. and the kids bending a spoon. And somebody comments they're also candidates for the. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was what, interesting what, too. So did Is Morpheus that, free those kids too? And they're sitting in some other well, hovercraft somewhere. I mean, like, there's a bunch of people with hovercrafts. Like, there's a bunch of people doing saying, this job, but searching for the one. Yeah. So. It's like little Buddha. So pulling little it's like kids little up. Buddha. It is like little Buddha. <laughs> that's, but, well, and that's what I thought. Isn't that like the whole Dalai Lama thing where you okay, they sure. like meet a person and the kid has to choose a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we watch we, the fucking movie. Yeah, we, we know we, about Buddhism. <laughs> oh, okay? I didn't. because we, we know we, all I, about it. We I watch Little Buddha. It's I a know crash course everything in there is to <laughs> I know have about not. Buddhism. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just took that note of like, so... So this is happening, like they're bringing it... So what's the adventure of these kids? They're just... They get to just live in the apartment? Like... Yeah, yeah what, she also says what one of my happen, kids will fix it. What does happen next? Like oh, so to that's them what, with them, yeah, with yeah. the kids, yeah. yeah. Uh, Do they show up later in the other movies? <laughs> now that he's the one, they're used for electricity. <laughs> <laughs> they're dead. They die. <laughs> Wait, does Neo go in and kill all of them and then become bad? Like the movie The One with Jet Li? <laughs> like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, like, like, like Anakin Star Skywalker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that movie with Jet Li, the one uh-huh. where he has to go to like the that different dimensions? Terrific. Yeah, I like I mean, that movie. It's not that doesn't it's not a, extremely well done, but it's a great idea. I mean, for Jet Li is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I that if that would have been Keanu and it was the oh, Wachowskis, hell yeah! Holy fuck, dude! Um, holy fuck, dude! So this is where uh, they they get double crossed yeah. by Cipher. Uh, oh, the old double cross. Um, and the Oracle tells. Neo that he's gonna have to make a choice between Morpheus's life and, and his Neo's life and yeah, his own life. I like that. I do too. Yeah. Go leaving with that knowledge, and then as things are unfolding over yeah. the next little portion of the movie, yeah. is a great. I think that was a great touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do have. I, I took notes here, like because they get double crossed and they wind up hiding in the walls to sneak down in between the walls to escape from all the police looking for them. And I was just like, why don't they all know that they're in? Um, the matrix just drop, right? They're not going to get hurt. They've all been able to successfully jump from building to building. So just, <laughs> yeah. just drop. Why are you like, they're slowly crawling down and powders and shit falling on them. Just, just get in and just jam all the way to the bottom and run out the bottom. Right. But I, but the, in that instant, the scenario that you're depicting would break the rules of the matrix. Why? Right. Because it would break the physics of it. No, they're, they're crawling in the space. The only reason they're not just dropping is they don't want to hurt themselves. They're crawling down. It's not right, like they're crawling around things. They're just crawling down. So just let go and drop to the bottom. Right. But the, the gravity of that would kill them. It's the same reason why bullets kill them in the matrix. 
you know, because they, they... I already said, I don't understand why that happens once they're <laughs> capable of jumping from building to building. Right? Well, once you've already that's... gotten your brain into this mindset of like, this is just, the spoon doesn't exist. And falling in an in, in, in closed space is much different than getting, uh, dodging a bullet. In Maybe. Case. Like, why don't they just put their arms up and just... Because they've already shown they can be smashed into walls and not, well, that's, not but that's die. What they, but that's what they end up doing. They do end up dropping. They're just trying to go down slowly as to not draw attention to themselves because they're trying maybe, to sneak out. Maybe if they break the rules of the Matrix, then the agents can find the glitch. Again, maybe? The, the, the fact maybe? that the agents don't immediately know where they are at all times <laughs> absolutely makes no sense. It's preposterous. And, at all. Right. Because if they're in the Matrix and they're part of the Matrix, then why only if they have the little ear thing in do they know what's going on? Otherwise, they're just humans in the Matrix. Yeah, what? And when they're fighting the agents, wh- there's no reason to fight the agent. Right? You're, you're never going to hurt a computer program. Right. There's, there's no degree. They have an infinite power supplier. If you're looking at it from the game and you're watching like the power drop with each punch, th- it's never going to deplete. There's no he- biological system on the other side getting well, but hurt, I th- injured. I think because they're not, uh, they're on like a... Because they've been freed from the Matrix. The humans. The, the humans have. Okay. Th- that c- group of humans. Uh-huh. They're, I mean, not for the fighting, but why they're not able to be found at all times is because they're I assume, like oh, being hacked in through like... Okay. Because, I mean, your computer doesn't always know that it has a virus. You okay. know what I mean? So and, and yeah, I, I guess if it's supposed to be so compli- complex that it would be impossible to be aware of every instant at every time. That yeah. It would ha- okay. I can accept that. That's fine. But as far as like fighting the agents. That doesn't, there's no, there's sort of no purpose. There's no reason why the agents aren't polar bears, right? They're just, I mean, they should just be like monsters with huge fists that just crush you the second they touch you. There's no <laughs> adherence to but physics for that. That movie would be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but right? Like what? Right. And, and in, in future movies, I know there's a sequence where, He's fighting a whole army of Agent Smiths. But why isn't that happening in this? Cool and strong. Because that's after Agent Smith has been freed from the Matrix as well. Okay. That I I was like I took that note and I was like I feel like there's an explanation in the movie for why in in the sequel for yes. why it didn't happen. Because before. after Neo goes into him and blasts him apart, he's then disconnected from the Matrix, oh. which doesn't so, make any sense. Well, then if he, he's a computer program and he just got obliterated, then he's gone. Well, he like becomes essentially like a virus. So he becomes a virus in the Matrix. If maybe if they make an effort to show that the no, because if it's supposed to be <laughs> fucking sentient programs inside the Matrix, you, you can't have it both ways. It's either it's just a computer program that got obliterated. It's not like you can peel apart parts of a program and throw it into some other program, and then all of a sudden now it's a virus. It doesn't make any sense. If you've if you've ruined its interface, then the interface is gone. I mean, I'm not a computer hacker. I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm oh not a hacker. God. Yeah. I've done some hacking. <laughs> Which means you've just like gotten someone's password out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I it just the whole, I, it's fucking awesome when they're fighting and all that, but there is no reason to fight. There is no, there's no reason right. to fight the agents. For sure, for sure. But, the, but when you take it as the movie, everything's kind of just, you know, there to be allegorical. And mm-hmm. then I... To me, it takes some weight off of the, I, I feel like it, the, they, the logistics they of it. They could have come up with a way to explain why the agents themselves are vulnerable in some way. Because they're, they're shown to be absolutely invulnerable mm-hmm. until he jumps inside of him and obliterates him. But mm-hmm. other than that one move... Ah! 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a floating body outside the window. Holy shit. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't it, it that watching it this time I was like, wait a minute, why would you punch the fucking agent? Right? Like punch him as hard as you want and he's just gonna turn back and be like, Okay. Like well, that's what they don't, though. Yeah, they generally only don't. Only Neo does. And Morpheus. But yeah. Morpheus is only doing it to slow him down. To slow him yeah. down. And that's yeah. fine. It, it, that and makes because, sense. Because it makes to, like, that, distract the, the, the program. Then. Well, because, because at that time, too, the agents don't know that Neo is the one. Mm-hmm. They think they're just after Morpheus. They're not after Neo. Right. They're well, after Morpheus because they, they need access they codes even, to Zion's mainframe. Are they even aware of the one? Right. They what? are. Okay. Okay. Um, but would they give credence to that? Because again, they're just like, yeah, the one in the matrix, it's just a, another, that's why he's like Mr. Anderson. Like he refuses to give him any credence at all. Right. Uh, well, they, yeah, but they don't, I think they, they know of the concept of the one because in later movies. Well, and if the one had yeah. escaped and made it so, okay, I guess I could. Yeah. So they're, accept that. Right. um, but yeah, they're there. They're there for Morpheus. So Morpheus yeah. is using himself. Well, so they can get into, into as design. bait. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's using himself as bait uh-huh. so they can get Neo out because he see he knows Neo is the one. So yeah. he sees Neo as more. Well, and he doesn't. Well, I mean, I guess he knows that if he gets captured, they're gonna try and get the information out of him. Like, like it doesn't. Right. They they don't necessarily he's, have to be saying that's why they're after him. He, he just knows. Being I feel like there. Morpheus is prepared to die because he believes yeah. so hard that Neo is. The yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for absolutely. sure. Sure, and that's again allegorical. That's yeah. fine. That's right. Fine. Yeah. I'm down with that shit. That's good. That's and good. then I absolutely love the next scene so much. Which one? When Neo realizes that he has to go back in to save Morpheus. Uh-huh. I think Keanu Reeves does it's, such a fucking awesome job. In it's this the scene. first time he has any agency in the movie. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You're right. You're right. He's and, just and, like, no, we got to do this. And they're like, no, that's stupid. Well, yeah. And if you look at the timeline of events, like for him in real life he's been out of what he thought was reality for a week mid tops right like no i think it's been i think it's been more lengthy than that his hair's not very long his, no <laughs> you're right maybe i think my guess is maybe like a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm legit yeah, right? yeah, yeah. like it's not like it's grown in at no all, so it shouldn't have yeah, been that long yeah uh, my guess was like two to three weeks but the hair thing you're right Two to three weeks is still not that long. No, be, but, like, but my, I only say that just because they have like all the stuff with him, but them like doing like the stuff with like his muscles and stuff like that. And, okay, like, the muscles thing really hit me too with pulling. I'm like, w- everybody would just be incapable of walking. I mean, right, you, you've yeah. never walked. You've never used one of your muscles. You would be a, a useless lump. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. And why do you need, right, like- like tank and dozer are fucking built. Like, why are they strong? Because they gotta punch robots. But they're not punching robots. They, they're and eating a lot of that goo. They're, <laughs> but that's what, they're like they're unnecessarily and inexplicably ripped. They're you, bored. They never get to go into the matrix. So they doing, never get to go into the yeah. matrix. They're doing push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Every time they go into the matrix, <laughs> well, dozer's just doing bench presses. Well, and that's <laughs> the other thing. So that's like the ultimate non-gamer. You're just like, I don't give a fuck what's going on in there. Like, they're all like, and, and you don't get to see the matrix. You just see a stream of green things going down the screen like i know and unfortunately the movie makes the matrix being in the matrix seem fucking awesome yeah (laughs) you know so well like although joey pants is like i don't even see i just see like a guy with a hat or whatever like no you don't you're just seeing a fucking stream of green he can read code really fast and it's not even english it's just (laughs) symbols just cascading on the screen right in a cool cool looking thing right but then later when neo like 
I got a question about that too at okay. that point. Like, well, let's get there. We'll get <laughs> yeah. there. We'll get there later. But I, lo- I love when he, you're right, Derek. He, it is the first time in the movie where he has like any agency. Oh, yeah. just the like, I need guns, lots of guns moment. <laughs> well, right before that. that. I'm talking before about that. When, yeah, yeah. when he decides to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it because I think Keanu Reeves does a really good job yeah. of shifting from mm-hmm. the person who's just along for the ride yeah. to the person who's like, okay, well, now I'm the one that's right because they were about charge. to sacrifice. Morpheus, Morpheus yeah. right? They were just going to pull the plug on him. Yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm still not, I'm not following yeah, like, why pulling the plug M- on him. Morpheus wouldn't fucking crack. He's a tough, tough motherfucker. But I just mean in general, I don't follow why yanking that cord kills you, right? Because he yanks the cord to get pulled out of the goop, so it didn't kill him then. So in that- That wakes you up. That lets you get burned. So they're all awake. So why would pulling the plug on it, I mean, would, just, would it just abandon you in the Matrix and yeah. you have to remember to find a way out? I, I mean, that doesn't make I sense. I think you just, have to get out of the Matrix. Maybe, I think it's the whole hacking line, whatever. It's not consistent. Whatever. It's not consistent. No, it's not. There's a, there, you're right. There is a lot of stuff. If anything, you should just, your body in the Matrix just disappears and you're pulled out and you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't finished in there. <laughs> you, like, you're you're no absolutely reason. right. But I at least appreciate in the movie that they are trying to set up rules mm-hmm. and they at least follow their own rules. Yeah. They do. They like, they do, right? You're right. I'm the, not I'm not the ru- on that. Yeah, the rules d- themselves don't necessarily make sense, but at least in the context of the yeah, movie, sure. they set the rules up and then they stick to them. Like when they say like, once you're like you have to like be at an exit like a phone exit to sure. get out of the matrix so that's the rule and so they stick to that it's not like yeah. all of a sudden like you just they it's not like the type of thing where there's like you know like deus ex machina where like all of a sudden somebody's like oh well just at this perfect moment i found out that we can get you out without the exit <laughs> right you know yeah, they yeah. at least don't do that no they I, stick I, to the rules i do like that and yeah. i and i feel like that's a big reason why to, to be in 1999 so you still have a spattering of landlines still in existence right yeah 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 and they're all in like decrepit run down <laughs> old businesses where for some reason the phone <laughs> that's a little exaggerated I, mean, I still had a landline in 99 oh yeah right? for like, sure i feel like most people cell phones yeah. were not that uh, pervasive even like no. that, that yeah. cool ass razor phone that he pulls out there Fuck oh yeah, dude, dude I wanted that phone so everybody did bad. dude that you phone was so cool kidding that they it's like made a switch a killing on that phone well actually I don't think that phone was ever released in America uh really yeah it was like huh. a phone I think it was only re- like released in like China or something I'm sure like that because it probably stopped functioning almost immediately once you like dropped it yeah it's a poor very poor design but it's cool as hell it's like a switch blade i mean how cool is that if it was an actual blade even better yeah phone blade <laughs> oh god that's a cool movie <laughs> <laughs> just just blade on the phone wesley snipes yeah <laughs> talking to rick deckard blade runner <laughs> god damn it um so the, they go in and they the the guns lots of guns that that always kind of annoyed me Cause like, they're, it's they're still, so cool when you're 12, though. I know, yeah. and even and even I was like, all right, you know, it's cool, but like, how many? Like, they're still gonna only be able to carry like five guns, so why bring uh-uh. in seven hundred fifty thousand? Okay, whatever. You're still not gonna be able to carry any, like they they brought in like that that sequence of all those guns. They wanted to go in. shopping. It looked uh, cool. And, and it's yeah. 200 years in the future. Why are they restricted to only guns that existed in 1999? Because they want, well, they don't want to be inconspicuous. I have thoughts about that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> their clothing. Uh, yeah. Let's get to their clothing. Let's talk about the clothing okay. because it is. If oh, you could dude. choose anything to wear 
why would you choose that? Uh, 100% disagree. <laughs> I If I looked that good dressed like that, I would be dressed like that no, today. No, they, they look like fucking dorks. They do. I, what? Because well, without the dusters, they look badass. Because without of, the dusters. Without the dusters. The with dusters, the dusters are terrible. But because of the people who emulated that, oh, are, you, are you talking about like 22 days later when this movie was released? <laughs> this movie came out March 31st, 1999, and Columbine happened April 20th that same year. Like this movie oh, had just been released. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they were wearing the black dusters. Like that was... Absolutely a nod to how fucking dope they well, looked. And it's like, was that fashion a thing no, before that? No, no, no. I was there. Like, I was walking around as an adult. Absolutely yeah. not. Like, but you're how t- much money did Hot Topic make in oh, 1999? Hot Topic didn't exist yet, I <laughs> okay. think. But yes, no, Hot that, Topic existed in 1999. Not I don't I think we had one. I was a pretty fucking no, avid. No, we, ha- we had one. No, there didn't. was absolutely a Hot Topic in Boise Town Square Mall in 1999. I wasn't. Allowed to I don't think there was, there was, but I'm not going to argue it because I, I wasn't paying that close trust attention. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you were you were nine. What, we trust you? What is you? Because you remember going to a hot topic uh, as a kid. First of all, I was 11. <laughs> and second of all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I, I'm surprised. I didn't think that that place existed until like the mid 2000s. So no, I'm or whatever. I'm almost positive it was there. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Shit. It's hot just topic. like hot topic itself was a thing for sure in 1999. Yeah, everything is a hot topic, including those dope ass black outfits. <laughs> the glasses, I think, are the worst part of the. Yeah, outfit. the glasses Morpheus don't hold up. Glasses. All of them, like at the Whoa. very the la- very last. Yeah, the Morpheus glasses are horrible. <laughs> but even the, the ones fuck? that he even the ones that he pops on his face at the last close up of. Neo's face at the last close up of the film. Fuck. They look terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're like right too high in his head yep. and they look look like the, bug eyes. The funniest thing to me with Morpheus's glasses is after Neo speaks to the Oracle and comes out to, <laughs> and when he just like pops them on his yeah, little, yeah. little tiny Dumb. glasses on his face. I was like, oh, that looked, him putting the glasses on his face looks fucking stupid. <laughs> <I don't laughs> they stay on his head. I know. Um, one time there was a Halloween party at my church and I dressed up Dirt as cool. Neo. Uh-oh. But I had like, I tried to bleach my hair, but it was orange because I fucked it up. So I was dressed as Neo with these shitty glasses and a trench coat and orange hair. It was a bad costume. It was a terrible costume. So you looked more like a character from the movie Hackers, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Why were you dyeing your hair for that? Why were Yo, you just I go bleached black? My, I bleached my hair a lot. No, I just bleached my hair when I was a kid. Oh, okay. So it wasn't in... in and my mom messed it up the first time I did it, and it was orange, and I was like, nah, this is cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I get it. Um, no, you're right. That hot dog we've been around for like ten years at that point. So okay, and I, here in Boise, uh, I didn't go that oh, far. Okay, just gotcha. as a, as a store. Um, yeah, the I mean that gun fight though, it's bananas. It's, it's so gratifying. I, I I still list it as like this is too gratuitous. I'm not a huge gunfight person. I don't find it that interesting. Uh, do you like John Wick? I, again, that feels more. Um, I, this movie was. Guess, this was a cartoonish. Yeah, level, I guess John, right? like John Wick, Wick is makes, still the choreography in that movie is top notch. Yeah, I think so. I think the and gun he, and he gun doesn't. Stuff in he that doesn't. Is different. He doesn't. Uh, I mean, they're leaning that. It's whole not excessive. Sequence. Yeah, it, it's excessive. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and and it looks cool and it's complete. Uh, this is one of those that's hard to set aside because it has become iconic. Yeah, but even like watching it for the first time, and when they finally get to the elevators and turn around all quiet, and then the, the last shot is that part of the the falling wall off. just falling off. You know immediately, like, oh my god, that was f- 
something else. Like that's fucking amazing. Right? The, the behind the scenes. I urge anybody. There's I, there's at least a few videos on YouTube of the behind the scenes of them putting this together, and it's just like little snippets of like stuff like when Carrie Ann Moss is like running up the wall and yeah. doing like the side flip to go like behind the pillars and stuff, and like a lot of the fight choreography and stuff is just so well done. It and honestly, it's crackerjack. It's and like wild. did they just find an abandoned place to well, do just, that in? Well, no, it's just a. Uh, it was a, a set it's they a built set, for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah, because they fucked that up. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> well, and I feel... And they do that movie thing where, like, the bullets are, like... I mean, you're not going to be able to mow down a structure in a building that holds up the building with a machine gun. You right, can put true. holes in it, but they're, yeah. like, every shot is blasting off, loose, <laughs> yeah. blasting off like, a fistful of the, of the or, wall right. to the point where, like, those structures should have just not existed anymore. Right, yeah. The whole building just collapses. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. an inside job. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, but uh, the funny thing, though, is that I think people remember this part of the movie so well. It's not that long. No, for that one, that sequence. Yeah, no, it's like a minute and a half or something. Yeah, right. Like it, but it is the defining sequence for the movie. Sure, it, it, that and the bullet shifting or yeah. the bullet dodging, which is you know uh, uh, a couple minutes after that for but, the alt right red pillars. Yeah. yeah oh my god. god. <laughs> Oh, oh my yeah. god! I was wondering if we would be able to get through the whole I'm sorry. podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> giving them any credence <laughs> at all. Um, but the fu- it is sucks that that has become I know uh, yeah. co opted like that. Yeah, especially a movie made by essentially trans people. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um, but the fu- uh, the it is interesting because it. It's not as gratuitous as I remember it. Me yeah, neither. Actually, you're right. I remember it. Fe- see, I remember my memory of it being like super violent, super uh, uh, destructive to humans. There's but not, not a, a lot of blood in this movie. No, no. and I, I, I kind of that annoys me. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate Tarantino's like I'm gonna hit you over the head with how much blood there is because yeah. when you're depicting violence, it should be fucking violent right, right like yeah. if if the stakes are humans are dying show the humans dying don't don't right. don't water that down yeah. but it goes back to my they could have still even been more badass as having that whole sequence and never killing those people yeah yeah that would have been fucking well, amazing having the, that that last shot of the thing falling down and just a whole room full of people just groaning on the ground and like yeah. what were their restrictions it was right at R like yeah no there's I presumably well, there's a level of violence they're trying to hold back from I guess I, I don't know I th- I think it's because gore, gore when you, rather gore yeah yeah when you're putting this much money into a movie mm, you ha- you have even though it can be rated R because kids are still gonna go see it mm-hmm. it still has to be somewhat acceptable for parents to be okay with their their teenagers well, that and, makes sense but gore is also off putting right that's yeah. the point is that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is don't if you're gonna be super violent go the whole length but. 60 million that's why kids are kids are not you still want 90 percent of adults are still gonna be like oh that was a little sure my stomach yeah and i'm sure this made more money than any tarantino movie like he's big he's a big deal for sure no this but he's never i mean he's he's they're they're not artsy in a weird way i guess yeah um don't get him started (laughs) i'm don't hey i'm controlling myself (laughs) kill bill one and two are perfect um especially the choreography (laughs) I mean the choreography in this, just to bring it back to the, the better, the better one. The better film. Uh, uh, oh, 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 oh! I, I, really I, quick. I am not on board with decreeing Matrix better than <laughs> most of Tarantino's <laughs> oeuvre. I'm, I'm afraid to tell you. Um, the the other quick casting thing that I just popped in my head when Will Smith was in talks to be Neo. Do you know? Aaliyah. 
Natalia Ashanti, who died. I don't remember. Ashanti. No, the the oh. the other the Morpheus one is very funny. <laughs> oh, uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> the... No, and, I can see it though. I can see it. And the Trinity role was, I think I have told this to you before, was actually offered first to Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And she she turned it down before Keanu Reeves was attached. And mm. she later would say, if I would have like if I would have known he was doing it, I would have done it. Would I mean huh. would she have been as cool? No. Okay, I good. she's too I, sweet. Yeah. I am going to respectfully disagree <laughs> with you guys. Sandra's a fucking dynamite actress oh yeah she would I have love brought Miss Congeniality. that shit no, no, no dude <laughs> she would have brought that shit she she has a a quiet fucking uh, energy to her she would have been amazing you're you're right i think she would have been i think but i think carrie ann moss is the right person for the role no she's fucking wonderful but there's no reason to, her prior films there's no nothing about her prior film her experience that would make you be like she's fucking perfect for this like no you're right what's what's wild is that this movie is perfect, and it's like the Wachowskis. Did they originally want Will Smith and Val Kilmer? Like, is that I, when you're making a sixty million plus dollar film, studio film? There's a lot of that shit that's going to be thrust on you, and and I, I'm acting as if I know, but this yeah, is my yeah. understanding. Is like my guess is they had people in mind. I doubt it was Will. Because right? like, in my head, this is like so. Like Uncut Gems was mm-hmm. not made until they convinced Adam Sandler to do it for sure. Like. Partly this, that. It was also they were trying to get uh, the Kevin. correct. Well, they wound up with Kevin KG. Yeah, yeah. It was originally written for Kobe, though. It oh. was. It was. It, there was a yeah, lot yeah. of stuff behind that movie winding up the way it was. But Adam but, Sandler was a big piece of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And this seems like a movie where they had everyone. Well, the main cast in mind. But why would you think of Keanu at that point in Keanu's career? It's, tr- right? it's true. It was at a pretty low point. I mean, he'd just come off of The Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Which <laughs> okay, was a okay. modest hit, though. Yeah, but not, they're but, looking for an action guess, star. Right, for sure. Jet Li should have been the guy at the top of the list for this movie. True. Sure. And Lawrence Fishburne, I didn't know who he was till The Matrix. What? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's I also, reasonable. this was the first yeah, Radar movie you're a kid. I ever saw. Yeah, you're a so. kid. Yeah. Um, but you're, it's, it is strange. It seems like, I I feel like they just lucked out, oh, frankly. Yeah. No, like, it, this movie, I, I don't disagree with your, like, this movie's perfect. Like, this movie is... It belongs on the institute, the AFI top yeah, yeah. 100 of all oh, time. Yeah. Absolutely deserves to be on there for just for the influence it's had oh, yeah. on on the sure, entire sure. industry ever since. That I was mean, an, it's phenomenal. That was another movie. thought I have. Was this the last gigantic important sci-fi film? Was this the most recent <sighs> one? I, you may like, be onto that. I, I think Looper rocks, but I don't think it's no, important. No, no. <laughs> no this this and not just the the world building, the mythos. But the technique that has been developed as a result or during or was first yeah. revealed with this movie mm-hmm. has been groundbreaking. I mean, all of the Marvel Universe exists because of this film. Absolutely. Yeah. So, sure. I, dude, I as much as I'm like griping about the little nitpicky things, oh, yeah. this movie is fucking amazing. And yeah. I wrote in big words <laughs> at the top, holy shit, I fucking love Keanu in this. Yep. He is so great. And because you're right, from from there forward, he is now the new Keanu. He's like a badass. When he, when he walks in and they do that whole sequence and shooting all those people and mm-hmm. then go up the elevator. Uh, once again, he gets to ride in an elevator yeah. to the top. I, I didn't understand why they needed to blow up the lobby. The I didn't either. Did. That, I, that was gratuitous. It, it just seemed <laughs> like, look cool. It just, yeah, it was exactly. They like, found an extra look, 10 million lying around. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to look so cool. And I guess it was to distract the agents so that they could get to Morpheus. 
That's a that's Maybe. a long shot since they don't know exactly where Morpheus is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and how? Like, okay, I'm just jumping into it because that because <laughs> it just kind of moves from there forward. Is right. the action like all the action is compacted in the last like 35, 40 minutes of the film? Yeah, it's a, it's an extended like basically an extended chase sequence. Like, yeah, break in and escape. Break in and escape, and and you know because Agent Smith pulls the fucking ear out so he's alone which mm-hmm. I, the other two agents are like what's he doing like giving oh. them independence makes no sense wait, to yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait. those he, i always assumed he was the leader but are they supposed to all three be equals yeah, they are what they're a computer program there what there's no reason why there's not 50 of them but also and the no first reason... three times i watched this movie i thought they were all hugo weaving <laughs> <laughs> that would have been when i was a kid that would make better sense though why but really, not because really they quick... aren't supposed to be functioning in the universe so um but well for one i think it's because they have to main in order for the matrix program to run smoothly without people rejecting it there has to be semblance of like normalcy fine so uh, but, but they could also just be but invisible to everyone sure but re- yeah <laughs> <laughs> but really quick before we i re- i want to talk about agent smith hugo weaving but before we do the okay. other i want to talk really quick about the other villain cipher yeah because this time when i was watching it i was like I kind of get what you're saying. Yep. Oh, man. me too. Ignorance I, is bliss. Oh yeah. no, I I felt that way the last time I watched this, sometime in the 2000s. I I watched it and I was like, he's not wrong. No, right? like if this this is the universe, and that was what I was thinking about the whole movie. What would I do? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, the person who's like, I want to be awoken. I want to be smart. Like, would take take the red pill, but it's like, no. Well, it, I it don't want to know. Well, it makes sense to have experienced it because the world sucks, right? Yeah. They're living. He's like yeah. he's eating gruel, living in a little tiny hovercraft, living underground and in a hovercraft. No, yeah. hasn't never, presumably never <laughs> seen sunlight before. Yeah. in real life, and it's not like once they've freed the humans from the AI and destroy, get rid of the robots or whatever. Now they get to go back up on Earth and everything's great again. They've destroyed the planet. So right. Your best life is living underground. Regardless. Eating ghoul. Yeah. Eating <laughs> ghoul. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, but I, I thought that struck me. And then I do like the fact that, I mean, barring the fact that it doesn't make any sense that he would have, <laughs> Agent Smith would have his own, like, agenda outside yeah. of the Matrix. I do at least like that as a character trait, mm-hmm. that it's important that he has, like, his own motivations yeah, to do stuff. It's not just going after them. He personally, he's got some sense of taking it personally. And not only that, but he essentially wants the same thing that they want. Yeah. They want to be free from the Matrix, yeah. and he also wants to be free from the Matrix. Yeah, yeah which they should work together. It doesn't quite make sense why him revealing and getting rid like, does getting rid of Zion mean like there's no longer a need for agents in the Matrix? Is that what the point is? I think yeah, that's a, that's what they're saying okay. because there would be he wouldn't need they wouldn't they wouldn't be well, worried about people getting out and fighting him. Oh, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's that's sure. It's acceptable. whatever. But the, just the fact that he has like. <laughs> agency (laughs) (laughs) to want to do something uh and the fact that it's so closely aligned with what the humans want yeah yeah uh is cool um and i also think hugo weaving is phenomenal he's an amazing villain yep um also do you think he hates his own face (laughs) <laughs> because I don't in 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 like the in actual general, human being yeah. who is Hugo because Weaving. In any movie, no, I don't think he does. In the movies that I see, 
He's always wearing a mask. Red I can Skull. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. There are three examples. <laughs> he's in Priscilla, V for Vendetta. The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. He's, he's a oh, beautiful I'm, man. V for Vendetta, yeah. by the way. I love that movie. So good. And yeah. It is better than the comic book. Yeah, I agree. Fuck, yeah. fuck you, Alan Moore. Book. No, I think <laughs> Alan, if Alan Moore saw the movie, he might admit that. In the foreword, it says... There's he's never a, seen it. The, well... I know, but there's a part that where he's like, there's a part in this book where we forgot the direction and it just kind of goes on. So bear with us. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's long. It is, yeah, unnecessary. Anyway. Long, I love I love that solution rather than editing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we just left it in. Well, this was the like trade. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. they wanted it to be complete. Um, but I think Hugo Weaving is great in this yeah. movie. It's yeah, just yeah. like, there's he's a not, reason why he became the quintessential <laughs> fucking bad guy for a few years. There's, uh, he's not quite like, like scenery chewing, like mustache twirling villain. He's just playing no, it just a notch below. Yeah. Oh, but he there is such a menace to every yes. second of him. It's especially when he like wonderful actually acts like yeah. in that end scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when he's like doing the whole, like when he's like, uh, yeah, giving describing that describing the virus, yeah. yeah, humans as a virus, which is a banner banner description, more of a parasite was my thought, but it's yeah, terrific, yeah, I like that and the way he's like, uh, like rubbing Morpheus's head with like the sweat and like putting it up to his nose to yeah. be like, do you see how awful you guys smell to me, <laughs> like how revolting you are. The fa- like, why does he smell? Why does he taste? Why does any of that? There's no reason to have the agents have fucking. Yeah, senses. That doesn't I know. make any sense. But it does, but it is just it sounds great though. Sure. It sounds great in an evil villain monologue of oh, like, yeah. the smell of you is like so revolting to me. I just I, I have to get away from it because sure. I, you're, it's driving me fucking insane. Uh, what is what is who oversees the agents? That's the other thing. It's like is there a that guy in the room in the third one? Yeah. The, <laughs> the robot, the architect. I they're know. working. I, I am, they're I'm working honestly, for the robots, right? I'm the very agents? much not yeah. looking forward okay, to these thought. sequels. I'm, I'm saying it now. The I, second one is really, really fun. <sighs> okay. I think they all have their pro. I think they, the rest of them, have their pros and cons. But uh, really quick, uh, just to stay on Hugo Weaving for yeah, a yeah. second, there is a really funny part to me when Neo jumps in him and is like bu- bubbling through his body or whatever. Uh-huh. His face at a couple moments when his face is like expanding out, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, uh, from from uh, Total Recall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, there's a couple times where I'm just like, that looks like <laughs> that might be exactly an intentional like, homage. Right? Maybe, maybe. Oh. Uh, but I, I just, I don't think it can be undersold how amazing he is in mm-hmm. the movie. No, he, he's incredible. Yeah. Well, and, okay, so. They free Morpheus, like they get on the helicopter mm-hmm. and they're- he's The helicopter sh- scene fucking rocks. He's shooting that yes. Gatling gun into the room. Yeah. How is he not hitting Morpheus? Right? He's hitting know, everything right? in that room. Because he's the one. Yeah, I, he's the, guiding the bullets with his mind, like that fucking gun movie. Yeah. The, oh yeah, wanted. <laughs> yeah. Bend, Kurt, bend the bullets or whatever. Angelina Jolie. Uh, actually, really funny, just really quick. Quick, quick tangent. <laughs> at hour two in the in the podcast, yeah. real quick. Yes. Okay. Angelina Jolie. I heard or read or something that she, when she made that movie Wanted, she put it in her contract that her character would die because she in, she didn't want. She to, absolutely was not doing a sequel. Yeah. No matter she, what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that rocks. I know. Turns out there was no worry. Yeah, I know. She didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, 
but yeah so okay so yeah the the gatling gun thing is a cool sequence but yeah there's no when way the he would bullets be are going through the water yeah, yeah. it oh, looks so sick it's, it's extremely visually awesome and i and i love the stuff that like more i love the stuff that Lawrence fishburne is doing where yeah. he when he's breaking out of the the handcuffs yeah and running and I love. Why he's doesn't he do that earlier? Yeah. Why is he straining? <laughs> he knows that the fucking spoon doesn't there exist. There is no spoon. <laughs> yeah. So why is he just like, like, boop, oh, you put there, me in the thing. Yeah. There's oh. some. There's some things about Morpheus where it's like, yo, I gotta stand up. My hips are hurting. Why are oh, you I'm an old old man? <laughs> why are you not doing any of this? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he's just waiting for the one. He's proving the one is the one. Sure. So and then so Keanu Reeves. They, but think about how much cooler all those sequences would have been if In Vogue was playing in the background. I just wish they kept playing the Dragula. Water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want I want that to be throughout the the whole movie. It's just back in my Dragula. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh yeah, when that, when that be prepared happened, for more club scenes. When that yeah. happened at the beginning, I was like, oh my shit. That was that year, wasn't it? When yeah. That fucking, when I hate that song. Did this oh, movie come out before like Blade, or was it after? I think it was after. It was after. Yeah. Okay, because like Blade's like ninety seven or like something. Fucking vampire leather daddies. Vam- <laughs> vampire club scenes. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it did the, feel like. All that, of the yeah. club scenes in this are vampire club For scenes. For sure. Yeah. Um, the how when I was watching it. When he, when Keanu, when you know the helicopter is crashing, uh-huh. and Keanu Reeves sees it going down, and he sees Trinity, and he does like the wrap the around thing his arm, with the arm with uh, the rope. To me, that is such a triumphant moment in yeah. the movie where I just want to like jump out out of my scene, and just be like, what? I want to oh, no. be like tank, yeah. you know? Oh fuck it's, yeah! It's, I, I I all I regret that she breaks the thing and he's just holding her i want him to be just fucking holding the whole helicopter i know because <laughs> he knows it's right like, such a fast and furious moment to yeah me. Like, is. Oh, i thought like because so they get weirder and more ridiculous and oh, yeah. insane and this just that's all it is it's oh yeah just, this right. scene is literally wild. They, they, yeah the, the rock does that in in six right Hell, yeah he pull the fucking helicopter out of oh, the sky yeah yeah, yeah yeah he also guides his, seven one of those guys the uh fucking missile yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's because he's unlocked the matrix. He, yeah. <laughs> he is true. free. But the, when you see like Morpheus and Tank like fully coming to realize that he's the one, yeah, it's such a like a triumphant yeah. moment. Yeah, sure. And it's, I mean, for how long it takes the movie to say he is the one, sure. It's so it's, er- like, it's like Bruce Leroy, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's so earned at that point. That well, yeah, it's and, just like yes. Like they're kind of spectacle, but they're not dicks about it. What do you mean? Like they're skeptical about him oh, being skeptical. Oh, skeptical. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. like, because they only really talk about it when he's fighting, right? Uh, when he's fighting Morpheus, yeah. And that's really the only time they don't like talk about it around him, and they're not like they're really respectful to him, yeah, as a new guy that joins the crew who sure. might or might not be the one. Yeah, they're, they're they they should like have alluded to like dozens like of others who turned out not to be the one and who just bodies in well, the corner. Well, that's the <laughs> yeah, thing, like, like in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, there was there was a point <laughs> oh, where. God. Where I was watching this, I was like, wait, were these all potentials to be the one? Was Cypher potential to be the one at some point? I think so. I think so. I think so. Uh, Or are they just trying to free people? Yeah, no, but yeah, why are they looking for them? Whoa. Uh Uh-oh. 
Is that go. why Excuse me. <laughs> Tank and Dozer don't go into the Matrix because they were born in the real world? Yeah. yeah. What? You just figured that out? They yeah. say it in the movie. I'll see, I'll see myself out. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> Sorry. He said, just came Tank, to Tank says... Yeah, he shows him he doesn't have the weird the holes. input hole. Oh. And he says, born and raised right here in the real world. Genuine <laughs> child of Zion. Which is why I question why he'll, why he's so fucking brawny. He's lived in a cave his whole life. Yeah. He's not going to be brawny. He's doing push-ups, eating gruel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's <laughs> anyway, fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, which is why I think it would be, they would be like... What what you guys are watching them on a computer screen? He's sitting over there on he's asleep on a chair. What, why are you guys excited? About right. This? Yeah. this is not um, interesting at all. This is stupid. But I I love <laughs> so I in in the progress of the movie I love that the fact that even still Keanu Reeves does not think he's the one. Yeah. Right. Yes, that he is, still thinks he's a regular guy. Everybody else around him is slowly starting to realize that he's just the one. like Bruce Leroy. I'm telling you, this is a remake of The Last Dragon. It's also a lot. It's also a lot like uh, Dragon Ball Z still. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I, can, I imagine that <laughs> so is Last Dragon. I, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball. But uh, I just love that throughout, they're still, even as they reveal more and more, they still are like playing it close to the chest, yeah, like yeah. down to the very last until, minute. Until he Until the fucking Shonuff is jamming his head in the water. Shonuff! Like, like, <laughs> who is the master? <laughs> he shoots him in the stomach and he's all, I am. <laughs> just flexes the bullets out of him. <laughs> um yeah, so he go then he goes on this long chase. Um that, that kung fu fight in the subway station. Yep. Oh yeah. It's so oh, sick. And it's so built like a cart like a like a video game. It's oh, so yeah. wonderful. Oh, I yeah. love it. Uh I'm gonna go pee real quick. I need time. to as well. Okay, oh, great. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, you're standing up, it's old man. Got, hips. It's because I've been <laughs> yeah. it's because I've been running every day. Alright. Um the <laughs> Uh, oh, really quick though. Before uh, the other thing, I wanted one of my favorite lines in the movie. The, one of the other ones that really like hammers at home with like the the theme. One of the themes of the movie is after the helicopter thing when Morpheus is for your like, mind. Yeah, <laughs> no. When he says there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path, oh. which is like when he says at the same time as when he says the oracle told you exactly what you needed to hear. Sure, mm-hmm. but I just love that line. It really, I think. Work plays into the movie so well. Yeah, and, like just really illustrating the fact that like no one can tell you that you're the one. The one is just the person that's going to do the like what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and that's what's so great about. I just love that line. I think it's great. <laughs> In a, you know, yeah, a little cheesy, but yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so yeah, the subway fight scene though is. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. I mean, the fact that when he stops and decides that he's not going to run and he's going to face Agent Smith, yeah, is su- is another just like very triumphant moment. And you're just uh, me. I'm just like, oh yeah, oh come on, come oh on. fuck yeah. Well, and the whole and, and he did it when the training sequence with uh, with Morpheus, where he does the whole the full Bruce Lee like snubbing the nose, uh-huh. and the hands like, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so terrific. Yeah, it's so terrific. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, the and the funny thing is too is that he doesn't even he doesn't even really win the fight. No, he <laughs> absolutely. Does. No, well, he does because he he makes he he does a, a move to get himself out. Yeah, but 
it, it makes sense because again, you can't hurt the agent. Right. That's so. Even as that was starting, I'm like, how do you get out of this fight? Because there's no point where you're going to beat the agent down to where he's just not able to get back up and come after you. Right. Literally, you can't. Yeah, because even when they do kill an agent, like Trinity shoots an agent into the head, yeah, he and just, they just he just move to a different body. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, it's very triumphant just because it's like, well, he someone finally got the better of an agent. Like yeah. somebody finally fought an agent and survived like yeah. one or yeah. I mean kind of one but well he got he survived so yeah he survives out. and gets out of yeah. it yeah. Um, and they do a good job with having the simultaneous uh, stakes being critical in the real world yes and so that he has to finish this and get to a spot where he can get out or else they're gonna have to kill him by right. d- clicking the EMP, that, the EMP mm-hmm. which Man, EMPs were super hot for like eight years. I know, yeah. The the (laughs) most significant weapon you could possibly use. Yeah, there was an EMP scene in Chain Reaction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's EMP in the Ocean's 12, was it? Yeah, the second Ocean's 11 movie. That's funny. Um, But that is good. That is a good thing that they did, that they, I, I wouldn't necessarily assume that every movie would do that was like this where they would make the stakes equally as important in both yeah. the matrix and the real world. Well, yeah. well, because otherwise there's no urgency to right. him getting, getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Other he than could, he's he just, could just keep hiding until he figured out a way. Right. But yeah. he has to get out because yeah. Right. That second. Otherwise he's dead. <laughs> and when they're all dead. <laughs> they're if all they, dead. He, yeah. They're going to have to sacrifice him. And, and, um, so yeah, he's running through that. You know, he does another chase sequence, which is cool. He's yeah. running through, and the lady throws a knife at him. There's agents like, kind of popping up all over the place, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, and then to the last scene, for whatever reason, Hugo Weaving knows which room he's going to go into. Right? It's mm. not unrealistic that he would see the building and know. Okay, he's going to go up to one of these, but, but the every fact part, that he's in there. in the in the yeah. like he knows which room. And is it just because he decides he knows because he hears the phone ringing that it must be the phone that they're going to, he's going to, whatever, that's yeah. fine. So he's waiting behind the door when Neo finally comes in and shoots him right in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and sound design in that. Again. The whole. Again. But the sound design in that whole sequence is yeah. he's running towards it in that ringing phone and yeah. like the, yeah. the building. It's so well done. Yeah. I, so this is a thing that's happened in the last maybe year. Where I appreciate sound design oh my so <laughs> fucking much. Fully it makes, helps that it, I have nice speakers at my house. But it, yeah, it does but help. <laughs> like, what movie was I watching? Like, I mean, fucking Good Time, Uncut Gems, the Safdie Brothers yes. movies. It's just like, it engulfs you when you pay attention yeah. and it's done really well. It, it, well, and when it's done thoughtfully, it really yeah. enhances this. Yeah. If it's done properly as yeah. well oh man and it's so good in this oh one, yeah one of my one of my go-tos for something like that is blade runner okay I, I yeah mean, uh, for sure yeah but the, that one it's there's a lot of i've only seen it once there's, there's a lot much, of music there's too much right? jazz <laughs> <laughs> well but i mean like the sounds of like people like the the background the, the background noise like yeah. when you're in like deckard's apartment and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and there's just like kind of just like little hums and whistling mm-hmm. like, that's why right, filmmaking stuff. is one of the the most amazing art forms in i know my yeah because it, it in when it's it, done well it's it, so good it, well and it requires so much forethought Thought. and yeah. like planning and all of the cool things you gotta do to make it go to art you so guys. many spreadsheets <laughs> and I know you're a fan of spreadsheets <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love that sequence cause then yeah he shoots him a bunch of times and then Trinity tells him that she loves him 
And then does she kiss him? him? Yeah, I think she kisses him. Yeah, yeah. Come beauty. on, come on! <laughs> How am I the only one that's put off by that? I, I think it's corny. I'll agree. It's not even just. It's it's so corny that it it almost undoes the movie. In my <laughs> but opinion. wait, did I, I recall you feeling totally okay with it in the movie Interstellar? Didn't I? Didn't you say that to me it one time? Happened in Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. About? The whole thing is like it's like love is the was the missing piece. He's talking about his the child that he's left behind in order to save the world, and he's getting a moment to see her again before he presumably Matthew dies. McConaughey is not the one. But but it's also a different. That's his biological child who he's abandoned, and he has a moment to get to actually see her. Like that's a t- completely different than Trinity meeting this guy for a couple weeks and being like, "You are gonna save the world because I'm in love with you." Like, there's been nothing that they've done that would have her be in love with him, other than by virtue of like, well, you fall in love at first sight, so she's in love with him. Like, it's not a love story. But I do there's nothing about it that's a love story. She loves I, him because he's the one. But because he's the one, she loves him. Like, but I do like. Why is that in there at all? There's no need for that. But I do like the it, fact that the it's another thing where they're not reveal. Like, the, there's the whole thing throughout the movie of like, what did the oracle tell you, Trinity? Like, what did you know what I mean? Like, that's my point. Is but it's I but pointless. I, they don't need to have it. it. Kind of. But I like that they aren't. They never really. They don't say it explicitly until the end. And I it, think, I mean, I like that. And I don't kinda, at all. It kind of makes point. the movie like, because Trinity's the, so badass and it kind of just makes her like, she only exists for him. Yeah, that's my point. It makes them, it almost but undoes everybody the exists whole, for him. Morpheus but it almost undoes that's, all of that fucking stuff they've done for it. It, it. it almost undoes all of the world building they've done because it boils down to uh, sleeping beauty rules, right? Like that loves, oh, loves kiss will unlock. I didn't the take world. it as that. I took but it. That's literally what happens. No he dies flatlines. She tells him, I love you. You have to be the one because I love you and kisses him on the mouth and then brings him back. But I felt like not so much the sleeping beauty thing. I feel, I thought it was more, that was like the final piece that he needed to like fully come to realize that he was the one that she's in love with him because she's in love with the one that's fucking idiotic that's my point that is entirely my point it, it's love's true love's kiss will unlock the world but it's not but i don't fuck you <laughs> all of the shit they've done is going to unlock the world he's trained and he's shown that he's got all this he's he's almost unlocked the superpowers yeah, contained it doesn't, within it doesn't him. bother me at all. They it doesn't probably really bother me just as much wanted to throw Why? Some fairy that's what tale. bothers me is that it doesn't bother you it it's not a fairy tale but all of a sudden it becomes a fairy tale ending that but it's a but it's a cartoon like you've agreed that it's like a, a, i would be just as upset if this was a cartoon and that's what happened it's <laughs> it's annoying it, I, it, it 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 trivializes all of the stakes uh, they put into play i don't feel i don't feel like it does i i i'm the most like sappy romance i like i love sappy romance shit that's why this doesn't work so because you're gonna it's love the lake house <laughs> <laughs> they it doesn't need to be there there's no reason for it even even uh, if she just was like, please don't, like, I need you here. I need, like, that's fine. But doing the whole, like, the Oracle told me I would know the one because I'd be in love. That just, that totally trivializes the whole thing. If she just was like, don't fucking die, you bastard. We're almost there. We've almost fought. We've got fought this far. We've come so close. And, like, just kiss him and slap him and stuff like that. And, like, have him be like, oh, oh. 
I, I feel like that would be more. And that's kind of a shitty prophecy to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because what if she it's just like, happened to fall in love with Cypher? Like, uh, yeah. They, 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 you're going to fall in love with who you're around for a while. Just It's just kind of that whole feeling of love is just how we yeah. fucking cope with each other, right? Like, so for her to be instantly in love, again, she's instantly in love with him because he's hot. It's not, if he looked like a fucking dumpster fire, she wouldn't be instantly in love with him. There's no reason why a dumpster fire can't be the one. Well, that's yeah. Po- why can't Kevin James be the one? Yeah, I be f- he's not a dumpster <laughs> fire. He's not a dumpster fire. But, um, but I feel like they do a a fairly decent job of giving you reasons to understand why she would like him throughout the movie. I know. That's why I'm saying it's there's. But it does, all it's doing my, is trying to build some world where the love that she feels is no, somehow but, the last key to everything does, freeing humanity. But, but they Fuck don't do, they don't just like throw it in at the last second. They do though. No, because they give you a reason to understand why she would love him apart from the fact that he's the one. Why? Like she seems to have a like he's hot. She seems to have a conflicted relationship with the idea of whether or not like is he the like <laughs> I I seem it's what I get throw in a bone zone scene. So no, there's a reason for the two of them I to get, have feelings. What I get That's from the, the what I get from the movie, what I get from in Trinity the sequel, in the movie is that she has feelings towards him. Okay. Like she's doing things for him that she hasn't done for like anybody else. Cypher mm-hmm. says yeah. like you brought you never brought me breakfast. Maybe she, part of a prophecy. But, and maybe she doesn't know. There's but no, she doesn't def- know why she has these feelings. Exactly. That's, Except that's maybe my she, point is that she seems to be like smitten with him. Which is fine. He's which hot. is fine. Yes, which is fine. But she. Yeah, I would give Keanu Reeves gruel. But she, <laughs> she is skeptical of him. <laughs> Fist bump. Nice through, <laughs> throughout the, she's as skeptical as anybody else is. Skeptical but hopeful. I guess throughout what, the movie, she starts to to see and believe that he's the one. Morpheus even says, "Like, do you believe now, Trinity? You've seen, like, you see him now. Fine. Do you believe now?" And I feel like that's n- then when she starts to like embrace her own feelings of him. So I feel like, I feel like the but, movie does an okay job of like. I not feel like it's it, just it, being like by virtue of them being around each other. They, I I think my problem with it is with my problem with just pop culture general treatment of love and what love means oh yeah okay so okay you're right (laughs) within the the context of that being an acceptable format of air quotes love fine you're right that's that's, part of why i'm like fuck you it's i hate that shit and this movie has elevated every aspect of itself okay to a new level like it's redefining so many things but then it's just falling back on this old fucking tired trope why do that? I Get, see what you Let mean. it go. Yeah. They could have just had even just the inference of intimacy between the two of them in the real world. I can appreciate they don't want to spend too much time in the real world because it sucks. It's right. boring. So they don't want to show them like spending time like wandering around in the hovercraft for it's a not few days for and sure. getting getting it on. It's not for sure. It's for sure not a real relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and you're, you're, so, you're 100% so, right so with just that. just infer that she's into him and that he's into her and then... That's enough to not want him to die, right? There's five people in her life, and You're, one of them is gonna, and three of them just died, and she's gonna lose another one. Like for sure, all yeah. of that's enough. I get, yeah, I get, I get what you're so, saying. And, it doesn't, doesn't like, it doesn't ruin the movie yeah. for me, and it doesn't trivialize anything to me. I feel like it trivializes it, but you're and right, it doesn't ruin it. He is the one. He doesn't need that speech to wake up. No, that's <laughs> also my point. And, and, and they don't, they he, don't need to throw then. 
They don't need to throw in her seeing the prophet, the Oracle and the Oracle being like, well, you're going to be in love with like have her whole existence be, I will look for the one and I will know the one because I'll have these squirmy feelings inside of me. That's called love. That's stupid. Just have her have her own path that the Oracle's like, you're going to be part of the group that finds the one. Okay. That's enough. But the, but then the, I think it all kind of works in conjunction with each other, right? Morpheus, Morpheus was prophesized to be the one who would like find the one Mm -hmm. and Trinity is the, is the one who's going to be able to verify the one is who the one is because she's going to fall madly and instantly in love with him. (laughs) That's just just nonsense rulemaking. There's no reason for that. it, it, It could just as easily be, you'll be the one who saves him at the last minute and that's her Oracle. That's her. You're and, right, and, and, but it could be. But it, I mean, in that case, why not have it be love? You know yeah, what I mean? There's yeah. any number of things that you, you could be prophesized to do. <laughs> Again, I have a lot of problems with the way we we throw that word love around. That's it. it really comes down to my jadedness about that. <laughs> sure, I, I I get what you're saying. I, because then he wakes up, he's heard her kiss. She's like, "Get up, Neo." Yeah, which is cool. The way that echoes and reverberates, and he's in the back in the Matrix world, and like. When he stands up, I really love that. Back to, like, you've already referenced two scenes. Like, that. this is the third one where he stands up and they shoot and he's all, no. I love that so much. Yeah, it's like his third, like, it's his, like, final. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's the so good. It's finally Keanu goes Re- Super Saiyan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It finally goes Super Saiyan. Dragon it's Ball a Dragon Ball Z thing. <laughs> Got it, yes. Um, yeah, it's, again, Keanu Reeves is kind of, like, then like another shift is happening with Keanu Reeves of where he's gone from like kind of just being like strung along and like going, just being pulled through the story to then having his own agency and having the confidence, not even like the confidence just, but to be like, none of this is real. And yeah, he's woken up. I I love that. I love that. That is what happens. He wakes up and he's like, my only problem is like now we see what he sees for a second and it's all just like green code. Bur- 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 code. Uh-huh. That's not how code works. It's not like code takes the form of what <laughs> right. you're coding. <laughs> but so it- are we to believe that now for the rest of the two sequels and the rest of the movie, he's just seeing that as that's the, how that he be, sees like Terminator. It'd be a yeah. lot less interesting to go in the matrix anymore. You'd be like, I'm cool. You guys, but you're the one. Yeah. It sucks in there. He it's might, just like green he, and gross. Makes maybe my he can choose. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he could choose, but they all—they <laughs> sure, but like they it. also do. I'm sure he could choose. Derek. In Derek, I'm sure he can choose. In the sequels, they do. He does kind of carry this kind of uh, personality. That's another thing throughout that, the. When I heard they were making, movies. when I heard they were making sequels, I was like, "But he's now the Uberman. He is now Super Superman. He yeah. literally can do anything in the Matrix because he's unlocked the fact that it's he." The, the laws of physics as they apply in the matrix no longer apply to him. Right. So there is no, he should just be able to walk through and just obliterate or do anything he wants. Right. Uh, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like I, when I heard gonna, there was a sequel, even when he flies at the end, I was like, so <laughs> basically he can do anything. Yeah. So what's the sequels? What is, where's the, where's the, <coughs> the tension going to be in the matrix and the sequels? Cause you put him in there and he's just like, he should be able to just like morph things with you should be able to do force shit for sure yeah absolutely and they don't do that really so unfortunately but yeah we'll talk about that next not oh next week God. we whenever, actually have a whenever few we get to those fucking yeah. sequels uh, a few i'm really between. not looking forward to that i know i already mentioned it once i'm not looking forward to it um, the second one rocks it's fun i the just remember one not is too much caring. talking i just remember not caring yeah i i think when we get to it i think my feeling is that when we go to it's been 
a while since I've seen the third one, but my feeling is that there might be some stuff in it that looking at it just with an open mind and for the purpose of this podcast, yeah. Yeah, there Dylan, might be free more. your mind and you'll like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. I think there, there's probably... Please a, put that song in this okay. episode. There's probably a lot of stuff that doesn't work like we remember, but I'm, I'm hoping that there's some stuff in there where you're like, oh, well, that that's kind of cool and, you know, that's... I don't know. Oh, I'm, that's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be fun. It'll it's a reason to rewatch him. I mean, for sure. I just, um, but this I'm, one, I'm not looking forward to the Lake House a lot less than I'm looking forward <laughs> to this, those sequels. I'm really excited watching this movie because, well, it's a kind of a double edged sword because this movie works so well on its own that yeah. it, and it for sure did not need sequels. It doesn't no. need sequels. It's no. a very the the possibilities that are presented by the end of this movie are more exciting than anything they could present to you yep. yeah. in a movie. Yep. Right. Who's Which talking? is how most sequels work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unless they're done super fucking well. Yeah. Well, and I mean, unless like T2, unless they, <laughs> yeah. unless they're just brazenly creating a world that they intend to have a couple sequels. And so yeah. they just kind of lay it out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were intending sequels with this. No, no, because they the ideas are so thrown together uh-huh. by the by the second two for sure where it's like this one it seems like a this one's hanging on by a thread as we've discussed yeah, like yeah the logistics but, of but everything it, are it's built it's, there. it's built a cool world it yeah. works inside of itself enough that you're not taken on during the movie if, as long as the action's keeping you engaged and, right and this was know. probably years of creation for the Wachowskis, right. whereas the other ones were like, "Oh shit, we gotta just get this." Well, done. They still had a few years to come up with them, right? They didn't the sequel... But they were filmed back to back. I think. I, okay, I think I did remember the that, second and third that. one were filmed together, together, sure. and they were released like nine months apart. Oh wow. Okay, that would explain why. Because I think I wound up watching them on cable when they were both released. Yeah. So, um, I, but you're the the sequel the sequels that work the best are ones where at the end of the the first movie the your lead your hero is not now the highest super power star person. wars yeah. yeah i mean luke is he, not a jedi at the end of a new he hope he should have so if this was taking on the dragon ball z trope or any good movie trope he would have lost to agent smith in the last one Right. And maybe become the one in the third one, in the second one. Right. There's still like, yeah, well, that's part of why I say it. But that's why it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't intended to be. They were just like. Who is he talking to in his final monologue? Because he's talking on the phone and he's like, blah, blah, blah. He's talking to the Matrix people, the robots. He's. (laughs) <laughs> and slow blinking at you. What the fuck does that oh, mean? So wait. the Matrix people can hear you every time you're on the phone. So he's sending him a message. But really quick, I think he got. The, oh, he's got their voicemail. There, yeah, he out their voicemail. <laughs> they have call waiting and stuff. Sending them a There's, message. This oh, is you, it's, it's me, Neo. There is a knowing that there's sequels. There is a very cool version of this movie where by the end of it, we don't know if Neo is the one either. Yeah, like when he's like when he's like I'm not the one to Trinity when he's like I'm not the one I'm just a normal guy. There is a cool movie and a cool like allegory you can story you can tell with that of like, but not with the, all the normal cool action and shit. There isn't no, but there still could be because you you're still Morpheus does a lot of cool action and stuff. But there is a cool version of the movie where it's not about finding the prophesized yeah. one. It's a movie about freeing the humans anybody could be the one sure. in like this kind of like spider-man-y type way where uh, it's like, I like that. it's the it's not whether it's not I knowing actually, the path I think it's that walking would be, the path I think that would be more interesting so Keanu Reeves bites you and then you're the one yes <laughs> 
Exactly right. <laughs> no, I but, like what you're saying there. That would be more because that the whole prophecy thing has always taken me out of this film. Right. Yeah. And the sequels because they just lean on it more. I do remember that. I prophecies love, are kind of a cop out in most movies. I love prophecies. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking what? about? It's because you're a little church boy, Derek. Church boy. Are you oh, getting so. in a church boy? Oh, there go, little church boy. I remember. <laughs> God. I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah, Jesus I think Christ. I think prophecies are sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, prophecies are sick, bruh. It's less f- sick. When I was a kid, and like in all the cartoons I watched, there's always a prophecy, and I thought they were what so are you cool. Talking about what part? What cartoons uh, Spider-Man. Did you watch? What? There's um, no prophecy. Digimon. In the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, there's no prophecy in Spider-Man. There's a with, there's great, a with great power comes great responsibilities. No, like, prophecy. There's a storyline in the Spider-Man cartoon where there's some sort of Madam, prophecy. You're talking about like Madam yeah, yeah, Web yeah, yeah. and Beyonder. Yeah. Sure, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm you're also a dork. <laughs> what is it, Matt Web and the Beyonder? Madam Web and the Beyonder. There's like this whole thing with spider, like a Spider Verse type thing in the cartoon where, mm. uh, uh, yeah, it's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down for this. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, frankly. it's not. I just remember Spider-Man is the enjoying prophecy is the quintessential everyman. So having a prophecy makes no sense. Right. You're. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, but it's sick. But um, <laughs> it's sick. I love that. It's a. It's a dense movie. There's a lot to go over. We've, yeah. I mean, we've yeah. really scratched the surface. I could talk about oh, this yeah. movie. No, you a lot could more. do a whole like introspective on it, right? Oh like, yeah. Because there are themes that are presented, if not explored deeply, that you could read into if you felt like it. For sure. Yeah. Like it's 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 not verite, right? I mean, it is it, it is fucking amazing what they've done, but mm-hmm. it's not. It, it's not great storytelling. Yeah, yeah. When you right? when you pick it apart, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's easy not, to pick apart, but that's I think to its credit, credit, right? Because yeah, right, there is so much being thrown at you already. They need to simplify it as much as possible. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate what you said earlier. Like you can, don't get to even audition unless you understand, unless you can explain the Matrix. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's a bunch of gobbledygook. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, I, I I agree that it's to its credit because. You do want the, you do want there to be a world, you, and uh, if it's going to be sci-fi cyberpunk, make it uh, you know, make it cool, make mm-hmm. it look cool, make defi- define your rules, stick to your rules. Yeah, the story is kind of inconsequential to an extent. The you know the science behind it is pretty inconsequential. It doesn't really matter as long. I mean, science fiction is at its best when it's using <laughs> like the future mm-hmm. and science, like science fiction, to mm-hmm talk about the human condition right yeah, yeah exactly no and that it, that is exactly what this movie is about which i think is part of why it is so long lasting and iconic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it isn't about this fucking weird dystopian future it's about humans and like i don't know surviving right. or whatever you want to say um okay so really well I mean, and, and the 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 matrix is like questioning what is the basis of reality yeah right which is fundamentally one of the most interesting things to just zone out on sure yeah. like i i what is real many it's, hours on lsd it's effectively just trying to like live in that thought it's weird because i have and why are my legs itching so bad <laughs> it's, it's weird because i have a thought in my head because i grew up believing in god mm-hmm. right. so it's like growing up it was just always God did it all. Right. Your and reality then, is painted by that. And then right. when I quit believing in God, it's like, I don't believe that anymore, but I haven't thought about it after that. Right. It's well, like, and that's the purpose of raising 
children in religion, right? Is so yeah. that those questions aren't questioned. Those you know, the the answers already inside you before you ask the question so you move on to the next thing yeah the framework is there so you don't have to which is the matrix yeah like that's yeah you can you can apply it to everything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's like it's just weird not ever thinking about reality when i don't you know when i don't know it's like i don't care anymore (laughs) (laughs) well that's kind of what what i was getting at with like cypher to me it's kind of like yeah, I mean, is the Matrix worse than the real world? Like, the Matrix is fine. You don't know you're in the Matrix. You're still yeah. getting to, you still have eight, like, your free will to an extent in the in Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, like, yeah. you're still living a life in the Matrix. Does it make it less uh, real because it's in a simulated right. reality? Right. And then the whole notion of the reality we're in. I'm certain that this movie, the kernel of this movie, is from that theory that if if technology advances to the degree that it has already, there's the likelihood that there's simulations of our existence today. The, the chances that we're existing in one of those far exceeds the chances that we're existing in the actual reality. Right. So that's where this whole thing, the whole right. kernel is, is whatever that theory is. I can't think of what that is, but basically that we're living in a simulation Sure, because the technology has advanced so far at some point in the distant future to, I don't know why they would be creating simulations, but they apparently are, <laughs> and that we're existing in one. Sure. And uh, and who cares? Who gives who, a shit? But, but that is the <laughs> fundamental, like, so what does that mean to us as right. living beings now? Like, does it matter, or is that change something what, about the way we behave in the world and what it means to be right. alive? Right, because it's all about what you place value on. Mm-hmm. Is value, the like, is truth more valuable to you than being able to just, like, go about your day? Is um, living in reality because even the truth they still have to then go live in a reality, right? Like so, the reality A versus reality B. I mean, there's still truths within each. So that's what I mean. Is like which one is more valuable, uh-huh. right? And the comfort of being <laughs> the fucking red pill. Goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> the comfort of of you know being unconscious of the fake reality you live in mm-hmm. is that worse than being conscious of it being a fake I don't, I don't know well and i it. think that's kind of why cypher is a villain because he knows and he doesn't want to well, know cypher's a villain because he gives Kills his friends people. up to kill people <laughs> yeah. right? like if there was a way for him to just turn to morpheus and be like you know what man i'm just not making it can you just throw me back in I just want to go back in. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's a yeah, villain because true. he trades his friends. He trades everyone else's lives for his own self, for his own self-interest. That's yeah, why yeah. he's a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even if, I mean, that'd be, I'm surprised that the agents don't have that as a tantalizing offer out there of like, instead of fighting to kill these people, why don't we just tantalize them with like, well, why don't we just put you up and you'll be billionaires in the, in the fake world and you can live a life of luxury and comfort and never have to worry about a damn thing. Yeah. And you've been living off gruel, sleeping on a cot for <laughs> yeah. like however many years. You're like, yeah. You know what? That's fine. The only time I'm happy is when I'm asleep anyway. So fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's an interesting conversation to have. And I, I mean, the fact that this movie was so huge and was talking about stuff like that yeah. mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It is. It, it, and it does an okay job with entering those thoughts into the, the general zeitgeist. I like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it still doesn't really. It's still kind of a comic book questioning of the nature of reality. It's like just it's 
barely scratching the surface right. of these types of debates mm-hmm. and but, thoughts and topics. But it's been what twenty one, almost twenty one years to the date. Right, it was For released sure. March thirty first, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So, or tw- oh, it or, wasn't a summer movie. No, it's not wild. I guess it? from the score that it was a summer it feels blockbuster. Like one, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> Why would they release this in March? That's interesting. Because oh, it was this what, the same year that Star Wars was coming out, right? Maybe they oh. wanted to make sure there was zero. Well, and I don't think this was. It was sixty one million. I don't know if this was slated to be a hit. It's a weird fucking movie. It is a very strange movie. But that action sequence at the end, there's no way they fu- they screened that final True. cut and people True. are like, holy fuck, um, this is yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> this was the fourth highest grossing movie of that year. Was okay. it four or five? When I looked it up, the, 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 the list that I looked at had it listed as five. Um, <clears> this <throat> list is on... Uh, Wikipedia. Oh, I looked at Box Office Mojo and it has it listed as five. This this says Episode One, The Sixth Sense, Toy Story Two, then The Matrix. The Sixth Sense made more money than this. Star Wars, Sixth Sense, Toy Story Two, Matrix. Oh, okay, all right. And then five was Tarzan. Tarzan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that movie rocks. Yeah. Um, The the animated Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So yeah, it was. uh, But I mean, I would have been absolutely incapable of guessing (laughs) when that movie movie came out. So, Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, it came out not that long before. It's curious that it wasn't number two. I mean, you're not going to beat episode one that year, especially. How did this not beat the Sixth Sense? Like the Sixth Sense was another gigantic movie, but that was Shyamalan's first first one, right? No, it was his first one. His first movie. That's insane. When did that movie? that well, that movie, I think, came out, that was a summer movie. Uh, it was late summer. It was August, which is actually, that actually explains it, because August is typically like a, de- a dump month oh. uh, where people put out like trash movies that they don't have a lot of confidence in. So I assume that whoever was putting that movie no together. M. Knight got to just write his own ticket for years, because God damn, dude, he must have. Bizarre. I mean, well, it's not bizarre, but it's crazy, because that movie did make $672 yeah, million. So it, dollars. It, it went like 10x, or 20x its own budget right like yeah the matrix was a hit but it was still only like 10x yeah yeah i mean yeah the sixth sense was made for 40 million dollars damn um four zero yeah that's a lot for that i thought i would have guessed well 30 of 30 of that i was just gonna say bruce was bruce (laughs) Bruce accounted for at least at least 25 percent of that um all right so we've i mean just to wrap up we've touched on Keanu Reeves too much a lot oh gosh but I do just want to like reiterate that I do think this is as far as like non-comedic roles Mm -hmm. this is him and he he fucking brings it absolutely career defining yeah yeah oh yeah because he looks good in it yeah he is uh physically astonishing in Mm -hmm. it he Mm -hmm. he has the perfect tenor for the role yeah he embodies it perfectly Everything about this movie works because it's him also, right? Like, it still would have been successful, I really do think. But whatever the alchemy of, of putting in the, the the proper cast, he is just so yeah. perfect. He plays off of everybody else in yep. the movie so just, well. Hugo Weaving. He is, that's his strong suit. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what he does in, like, all the, I've watched maybe half of the movies you've yeah. talked about. But, but and that's does. what he does, even he in the bad ones. Yeah, he yeah. Is, yeah. And, he, and, and and from this point forward, he is an action star. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he was he had done a couple action movies, but nothing like this. This is well, like there's Point Break, Speed. What was that's it? That's okay. it, really. And mm-hmm. and he's not. 
astonishing in those movies. He's yeah. just a guy waving mm-hmm. a gun and mm-hmm. yelling. He's astonishing in Point Break. <laughs> but, he's, but he's really not right like he's yeah. just he's just point break is it's a like good halfway example. between point break could have worked with any with a number of other people in that role yeah and i just speed could have also no i know but <laughs> speed could have also but this movie i really think would have had a hard time working yeah i mean i guess i just said it would still be a success because it's cool yeah in the, in the effects but he and is stuff. pitch perfect for it yeah he is pitch perfect he does everything in the movie really well we've talked about like when he's kind of like shifting from like basically like confidence levels right Right. like there's certain moments where he has like epiphanies and he he changes the way he acts changes the movie and most of the films we've we've gone through so far if not all of them there's a point in at some point in the movie keanu's just kind of something about him pulls me out a little bit Right, like he doesn't quite have it down right, or mm-hmm. the, the the material isn't fitting what he's doing, or or whatever. Yeah, there's not really, there's no there's moment like that. No in this movie. moment like that in this movie. Not even yeah. for a second. Mm-hmm. He is fucking, and I don't know if that's also the Wachowskis. Like, I don't know because speaking of the Wachowskis, I mean, we'll get into it more when we talk about the sequels. But they've never really made another like great Excellent. movie. People no. were really excited for that Netflix show they did. Sense Sense I liked that. I liked um, it. Only one of them is coming back for the fourth one, right. which is strange. Mm-hmm. Did they? The fo- oh, the fourth Matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sense Eight was interesting, and it was a cool concept. It was a little, I don't know. It, I, I I could see why they dropped it because it was starting to lose its thread. But yeah. it was cool. That first season of that was like, fuck yeah, this is this is a cool idea. But yeah, they did. They did Didn't Speed they? Racer. They did Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was real stinkers. Yeah. No, I've heard Speed Racers actually rocks. Mm. Speed Racers fun. I have for, not heard that. <laughs> in, like, in like a campy way. I've okay, heard, okay. I've heard literally the opposite <laughs> of that. It's it's fun in like a campy way. Okay. Um, where they're not taking it too serious. Did they, so they didn't do um, V for Vendetta? For some reason, they I They were they producers did. on that. Oh, okay. okay. They did not direct it. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah. Was it the I other? assumed Frank Miller directed. <laughs> no, no, was it, it? It's that. Was it that same? There's another brew brother director dude who did like. Oh, uh, the Cohen brothers. No, <laughs> no, that did uh, uh, Menace to Society and Dead Presidents. Um, uh, and they, didn't they also do? I am gonna just look v for really quick. I feel like there was some connection to. Maybe I'm just remembering that Hugo Weaving and then the Wachowskis. It's James McTeague mm-hmm. who directed no, that's it. Not who, that's not. Um, who is a person of note? I mean, in in some ways, he's yeah. worked on a couple of things that you would be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, uh, not as a director, but as like a, another sure. thing. But um, Ke- yeah, Keanu Reeves is amazing in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially, I particularly like his scenes with Hugo Weaving and Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. A lot. Because those guys are also phenomenal. Phenomenal actors. actors. I yeah. was so like, this was my introduction to Keanu Reeves. Okay. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. like this is the first rated R movie I saw. I'm guessing there's a lot of people for. And then my is. parents opened the floodgates, and I could watch whatever the hell I wanted after this, which was <laughs> weird. Um, but this was also my introduction to Lawrence Fishburne, so I've always had like this special place in my heart for him. Yeah, I really like that show Hannibal, and I think he's really good in it. Oh. I couldn't get into that show. It I think a little he's too, incredible. I don't, like, I don't like making a hero out of the villain like that. Um, oh, you're not. Well, Mads Mikkelsen is just cool. Yeah, and but hot. There's a he's very, he's very <laughs> weird looking, but I don't know. I feel like 
it's good. Um, especially, I, watched, I think I watched the first season especially or especially because it was on Netflix or on network television. Yeah. Okay. Like, but also when I feel like this was like this the the crossing of the paths here. Like Keanu's on the way up and yeah. Fishburne's kind yeah, of because he down like he didn't do much after that really that didn't. I knew about. He, no, I don't think he did. But when he showed up in John Wick two. Oh, hell. I, right. I forgot flipped the fuck out because them together, it's That's the right. same. Right. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same chemistry, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's playing a similar character. Just he's a fucking little loopy in John yeah. Wick, mm-hmm. and like, oh, yeah, I was right. I forgot so stoked. I am excited that we get to rewatch John Wick movies, though. I'm very <laughs> happy about that. And now, I, I, I'm not sure of exactly this, but I, I'm fairly sure once Bill and Ted's Three comes out. Keanu will be one of the very few actors who's done three threequels. Wow. Right? As the same character in three wow. in, in three different franchises that had at least three instances. Right? That's pretty crazy. I mean, Harrison Ford's close. You know, he did two Blade Runners, did two of the Jack Ryan movies, mm-hmm. and then he was Indiana 27 Jones. 27 Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, well, no. Well, but yeah. So at least two, <laughs> at least three of those. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood technically has done it, I think, or he's come close because he's got the Dirty Harry, Dirty Harry, and then the Man cowboy with no, with no name. name. Um, no, I guess it's just the Do you two think, of those. Has John Wayne done it, or is he always mm, a no, different cowboy? No, he was always a different. And plus, those are all just cowboy movies. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like three. And who, who else was close? Oh, uh, Sylvester Stallone with Rocky and and the Rambo series. Uh, but they've only done two, right? Expendables. Did they do three yeah. of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so and, he has done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Samuel L. Jackson. Mm, what? Wait. He's, he's, he hasn't done it in three different He's done it in two. What are the two? Triple X <gasps> and uh, the Avengers <gasps> series. I didn't. I see. I'm, I'm not familiar with the Triple X. So and you how many? You didn't watch Return he, of Xander Cage? He, no, but he's not the star of those. Like, no, he, he, know, plays, he plays the same character as he does in the Avengers. I still, yeah. <laughs> I still think movies. that in terms of being the the character, the main character in this, like Keanu is going to be the only one. Yeah, will be. Oh yeah, I, that's that's interesting. I never yeah. thought of yeah. that, but yeah. that's, that's that's cool. Wild. It is wild. Um, I think so. So next week. Um, and meaningless, but it's cool. Can I yeah. say one more thing? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you think he's contractually, Keanu Reeves oh, is uh, contractually obligated to say whoa in every one of his movies? Yeah, I, I wrote down <laughs> whoa. This was the quintessential whoa. This is like the, the whoa that we should be looping in for yeah. our woes. But he, I mean, Bill and Ted, it's iconic in that sure. movie. I almost think um, this is more iconic because he's all whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can't even... He says it on the rooftop, right? Yeah. During yeah. the jump scene? Okay. Yeah, when he sees him jump. Yeah, like, that's right. Whoa. Okay. Um, yes, it is. He <laughs> says whoa several times in Dracula. <laughs> whoa, you sucking blood. <laughs> I'll have to reach Toy Story, rewatch Toy Story 4, see if he says it in that. Oh, oh my God. He has to. Um, yeah. Well, is that is that a cameo? That's 100% a cameo. Yeah, okay. for sure. It's such a small role. Yeah. It's, it's great, though. Teeny tiny. Um, all right. Well, we did it. Well, we, yeah. we didn't give the woes. I mean, I know what the, what our oh. I know what we're gonna give it. Okay, we're all giving it. I'm giving it like a fucking eleven woes, dude. This movie's great. Yeah, I, five woes, baby, for sure. Whoa, whoa, five whoa, whoa, whoa. five oh, woes yeah. for me too. Oh yeah, five it's woes like, for Oster. I mean, when I pick it apart a little bit, when I start pulling the thread, yeah, but like but at it's the same time, so like great. this is my introduction to Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. And then also, it's fucking cool. Yeah. It is. It's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, it's cool, guys. Yeah. 
like yeah definitely five I yeah guess. absolutely and uh, it was it was super fun to revisit it it's yeah. been a while since i've seen so if they, i watched them all if they did the matrix <laughs> sequels back to back we should just do one episode for both of them um, well, do you proposing. want a six hour episode to try to like, you're going to fucking argue every single thing. So it's going to be a do, long episode, but is that any better than breaking it up into two? Uh. Well, I'm, if they're filmed back to back and they're basically one long story, right? It's like the back to the future two and three, right? I, we can, we can film, we can do it as one episode if you want. I, I am less. I have less memory of the films, so it just seems like no. Is they it, they is are there one in between. Is there no. Any? They are essentially part one and part two. So we might as well just do that. Okay. And just save cool. But we still headache. honestly we still have we have like five movies to do oh, before damn. we even get there. What's the next one? Uh, the next one we're gonna, be, we're gonna be talking about forget. is the uh, comedy movie uh sports comedy movie the replacement oh i enjoy this movie. i've never seen it i'm I excited have. to watch I, it I, I went i rented it when it came out this was right around when my kid was born Ye- what year did this come out 2000 yeah so this would have been i was i was how close are you guys to hardball we're pretty close that's the one that we we're gonna do right before the re- reloaded and zach evans cool sick, genuine wrestle boys is coming on that episode sick. <laughs> which i'm very excited about man horrible we need to get Sorry. some women on this podcast brett i know um, um <laughs> we have we have we have one woman guest for you know what's Lake funny House, is not a lot of women have oh, reached out to me yeah it's <laughs> weird it's weird they're not interested huh or like except for alicia who reached yeah. out after the fact yeah. oh i love that movie you um, should have had me on <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next is the replacements. We, yeah, we've got a few fun ones coming up. We got the Watcher coming up. I'm excited to see that I don't one. I know that one. That's the first one where Keanu's a villain. Ooh. Uh, he, play, he plays a serial killer. Wow. Uh, excited to, for real. For real. I thought the the Tiger movie was the only one he was a bad guy in. Oh, Tiger Man. Ma- uh, ti- man, man <laughs> Tiger of tai- King. Man of Tai Chi is man noteworthy because yeah. that's the only movie he's directed. Sure, but yeah, I also thought it was the only one he was a bad guy in. But nope. Okay. Um. No, she's a bad guy in the Bad Batch. That movie sucks. That, that movie sucks. At least he's well, technically a bad account. guy and fucking always be my maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, he's, he's, awesome. he's If anything, he's an antagonist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but so the uh, replacements next week. I'm excited to get to it. It's gonna be an interesting kind have of. Have you change. seen it? I have seen it, okay. but not for a long time. Okay. Uh, but I'm excited to go back and visit it. I remember it being at least like charming. Yeah, you know, like I really like sports movies, even though I don't really like sports. I know a ton, yeah. and Keanu Reeves in a sports comedy yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of how I feel too. Is like I enjoy, like I like the Longest Yard. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> original one. I like the original one, okay. and the I like the Adam Sandler one. I liked too. it as well. I just a lot of wrestlers. I was, I was more questioning huh? a lot me. of wrestlers in that movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think you told me that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if in that case, this oh has boy. been this has been a lot of fun. This has been yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's been, this has been too much. Though. <laughs> it's been three hours. Yeah, it's been a long Jesus. time. We pack. We. I mean, I, th- we, I don't feel like we packed anything. We fucking loosely, <laughs> fluffily <laughs> inserted. The movie's dense, right? Yeah. But I feel like we hit on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I, it was nice. It was nice talking to you guys. You yeah, too. too. Um. So. With all that being said, oh, check out like all the social medias and stuff like that. Do the subscription yeah. stuff and all you know the podcast stuff that you hear. And yeah. you want to hear Derek to Genuine Gar- Wrestle Boys. Yeah, if you want to listen to Genuine Wrestle Boys, um, interested in hearing Derek gargle, semen, jizz. Then. <laughs> we don't gargle on. F- oh, oh, on on, 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 on film. Audio. On film. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> gargle and then record. Yeah, oh, God. gargle first, then record. <laughs> oh That's God. the slogan. <laughs> 
a genuine <laughs> wrestle. Is that why these are always speckled? Is yeah. Is that why the microphones yeah, yeah, yeah. are always yeah. speckled? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. All right. That's a good place to end it. Well, everybody, until next time, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Sick.